Alrighty. What is that? Is that a bug? No, it's it's burnt weed. Um, hi everybody. Okay, here's what we got this week. We got the second edition. A spoiler alert. It's back. This time with Sam Morrow. Sam, okay, I was talking, I was at the Comedy Cellar, we were all talking over there, and we started talking about movies we liked, and then I started talking about Whiplash, and Sam was like, oh, I've never seen it before, and I was like, dude, I'll go with you. I was like, you should see it. And then somebody's like, no, it's available, and you can just get it for $5 right now. And I was like, bro, if there's a movie that I've seen lately that you want to put your phone away for and really lose yourself in, like in a movie theater... This is that movie. And he goes, all right, if you want to go see it next week, let's go. So we did. We went to see it on 12th Street and and fucking whatever avenue. University place? Something like that. Small art house theater. So if you don't know, here's what it is. Spoiler alert. It's, it's, I guess I have three different styles on this podcast. One, regular Skeptic Tank. Two, um... CD breakdown, album breakdown. Three, spoiler alert. So spoiler alert, we just go over a movie. We just talk about it. As soon as we leave the movie, me and some comedian, and then we just start talking about it as soon as we see it. But listen, it'll ruin everything for you. Like you have to go into it with that in mind, where it's like, I'm just going to enjoy myself right now and just listen to this. And it's like, if I see it, I see it. It's still okay. We're not worried about spoiling anything for anybody. We're assuming you've seen it. But if you haven't, you probably never will. Still enjoy this fucking stuff. Maybe it'll make you move, may, watch it. Maybe it'll make you watch it. Maybe it'll make you watch it. So I went to some little art house. Oh, by the way, I was late. So you fucking... The, the, the weed situation in New York. I'm trying to get weed. Try to get weed. You know, sending out to who do I know? Anyone in my phone? Who's del- del- all of a sudden I get a text? I've been sending fields. I get a text, unknown number, delivery guy. I'll be there in twenty minutes. All right. I mean, hey, I'm hip to the game. I know what that means. So yeah, all right, twenty minutes. Four seventeen. Be there by four thirty-seven. I don't have to leave until four forty-five to get there by five o'clock for this movie with Sam Morrow. Sam Morrill, by the way, is a very funny comic. Very, very funny comic. I think he's had a half hour special. If, he's, if he hasn't, that's ridiculous because he should. If he's two guys in a row that should have one, they don't have one. If he doesn't have one, I don't know. Uh, his comedy store, I mean, a seller regular. Anyway, he's just really funny. Um, his one called Moonlighting, but I don't think he does that one anymore. But he now he's on the We Know Nothing podcast. Anyway, whatever. He's very funny. But so... Anyway, I'm waiting, and then all of a sudden I get the, a, a follow-up. To, I was like, yeah, but you got to come now. You got to come now because I got to go. Sure. I'm 11th and 2nd. Okay, you're six minutes away. Great. And that was at, that was that was almost when he said he'd be there. I was like, all right, fine, fine. Well, I'll wait six minutes. The 11.45 came, and I got to go. So I just texted him. I was like, hey, I got to go. And then I went downstairs. I fucking walked out. Then I get a text from halfway down my block saying, I'm at your door. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, hey. So I came back. I was like, hey, man, it's me. And he goes, oh, hey. And I was like, yeah, I got to go. I told, I told him in the, in the text. I got to meet a friend for a movie. So I only had until 
the 20 minutes that he said. It's going on 30. Well, you know where this is going. He was like, all right, let's go inside. I was like, all right, fine. I'm like, let's just do it out here. Guys, I come from a system where you just buy weed. Like a free man. He's like, no, we can't do it out here. Let's go inside. So we go, all right, let's go right inside my door. But I can't go to my apartment. It's all the way in the back, then upstairs. I got to go. And he goes, all right, let's go. In. Do we have an elevator? I can go. No, there's no elevator. We ducked into a corner where the stairwell is. Did it there. He's like, man, this is shady as fuck. I was like, all right, well, you were 10 minutes late. And I was like, uh, do you have any good sativas? <laughs> he was not in the mood to talk. 50 or 100? I don't know, 50, the way you're talking. Hi, I'm Ari, by the way. What's your name? Man, this is shady as fuck. That's what he said. This is shady as fuck. I'm never selling to you again. I'm like, dude, I don't even know who called you. I'm never selling to you again. I, I don't even know who sent you here. I have no clue about it. I was like, all right, if you're on time, I just have to go. Where are you from? I'm from LA. I'm from Los Angeles. That's what he asked me. Where are you from? America. Bye. That's what he said when he left. So I got cut off and I walked my weed to meet Sam Morrill for this movie. So it was a fun movie. Weird thing about Art House is that the steps go up into the theater. So it's like you're facing the steps in. You know, like the front door into the theater. It's not behind. It's in the front, this little theater. So And some guy kept walking up the steps. And then we forgot to mention this in the podcast, but he kept walking up the steps and then going to the right of the screen. So walking up the steps right at us, and then going to the right, like walking up on the stage of the screen, and then he would go behind this door. And he did that twice, and then some chick, some lady followed him in there. I mean, obviously, you know where my mind is going, but I don't think that's what it was. But it's kind of distracting. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to do. Um, anyway, here we go. Let's start. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 218. Yeah, 218. Spoiler alert number two, Whiplash. With Sam Morrill. I just start. Cool. But yeah, when people just like fucking, I don't know, even with the Kramer thing. It was like, all right, guys, you don't get it? You don't get what he's trying to do? Right. You really think he just thinks all black people are, he should call niggers? Like, yeah, come on, man. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't have any comedy chops. He was up against a wall and he didn't know what to do and he did something stupid, you know? Yeah, he tried something and it didn't go over. Yeah. I had one time where I, I had a, in my crowd, I, I was doing a bit about how Jews were the original, I said Jews are the original niggers. Because <laughs> we were brought here, you know, it's not brought here, but we we're super poor. We weren't allowed to work in certain jobs. So we became bankers. Like, that's just a long history. And I was like, and the NBA used to be mostly Jews. Boxing yeah. used to be mostly Jews. Those were like the sports. And I was like, now there's like no Jews. <laughs> there's none. Yeah, it's done. And I would do it. And the bit was I'm like, black people, you're just like 150 years behind us. I mean, <laughs> granted, you had a huge stumbling block that we didn't have to <laughs> hurdle that we didn't have to jump over. But like, <laughs> but anyway, when I said, like, we're the original nigger, some guy, some big, fat, jovial black guy in the OR. I was like, no, no, man, it's nigger. You got to say nigger. 
Like uh, he was still on my side, and I was like, okay. I was like, okay. So then it's okay no matter what. He goes, yeah, yeah. Then it's cool. I'm like, so okay. So I was like, you filthy niggas are moving into our neighborhood. I can't stand these niggas dating my white women. And he was laughing. Yeah. But if he was like, fuck you, and walked out, then it's a horrible situation. There's an understanding that you're not racist, right? You know, it's like. But if I hadn't set it up as well, if we didn't have the rapport, right? Then it would be construed as fuck you. You went Mm -hmm. way over the line. You can't do that. If someone like, was if someone was videotaping and they just caught that part of you though, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> I'd be in a lot of trouble. I mean, lot. That, that's why context is key. Oh yeah, that's why I tell hates fucking video cameras. He was oh, like, yeah. the guy's got drunk and passed out. Fuck, don't film it. Right. Come on, just let him. He's gonna, already going to be upset tomorrow when he has barf all over his clothes. Yeah, I, someone told me a story of Dave. I think someone threw a bottle at him on stage, yep. and, they, and they called the cops. The guy got thrown out, and Attell gave the guy's friend five hundred dollars to take him out to a nice breakfast. After, really? After yeah, I think Dave used to be a drunk, and he and he felt bad for the guy. Right. Yeah. Once you know what those what the reasons are, I had somebody in Brea. I had to throw them out in the front row, and uh, then later. On their way out, they're like, oh, it must be my swastika tattoo. And I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that. But the Whoa. guy wrote me, and he goes, man, that wasn't cool. You throwing me out. I was like, oh, no, your friend was just being way too loud. Um, he didn't really have a swastika tattoo. No, he did. But uh-huh. I told him, I told him like, it, just so you know, it wasn't anything about you guys. It was just your your friend was being way too loud. People kept turning and looking at him while I was doing my bits. Like he kept, And I told him to be quiet, and he goes, cool, and then immediately goes back into a loud conversation with that girl. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that. I was like, yeah. It just it, he goes, but I think you handle it too much. I was like, no, 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 because there's other people that you're ruining their night. Yeah, I was like, it's okay, man. I've been drunk before, so have you. You get it. Sometimes you can't handle your alcohol, and that guy couldn't. But I was like, but what he should do is call the Bray Improv and apologize to them. Yeah, and I, and doubt, I doubt. Also, you don't, but you don't really expect. I mean, I wouldn't expect any better from a dude with a swastika tattoo. That's probably right. like a low class person to begin with. It's just you know? Orange County shit, metal militia people. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about Orange County really, except for obviously there's garbage California. I call it SoCal trash. It's yeah. different than regular white trash. It's like they love Blink 182, <laughs> um, and all those Blink like pro, like you know copycats. Them. It's just a specific type of trash. It's like emo trash, kind of. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that too. I mean, they wear skinny jeans, but they're just like, "Oh, you're garbage people." <laughs> I think that's a great thing to say to someone like you're human garbage. You're garbage <laughs> people. I love, I love saying that to people. Yeah, you're just trash. <laughs> so here's what I do sometimes on these podcasts. I do, I do two. T- one is my regular podcast where I do a subject, but then I also do another one. I break down people's albums, and then a third one. And I just call them all. Well, I call it spoiler alert, and we just talk about a movie. Okay. Right after I got out, this will be the second one. Did you already talk about this movie? What, no. What's the other movie you talked about? Uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber Two. Oh, was it terrible? It was, but we were super high and went to see it, and we were going to see Interstellar, and they were like, "It's not at this movie theater." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> so we didn't plan on seeing it at all. There was no vested interest in it, and they're like, "What else you got?" And they're like Dumb and Dumber Two. I was like, "You know what? All right." Like we were there. Like there was nothing. It wasn't overhyped in any way. Yeah. And there were some funny parts. I'm sure there, there must be a few. I mean, just to but do it But I wasn't it, expecting though, anything. You know what the problem is, though, with what? that? I didn't even see it, but like, I, I had no interest. I'm like, what's well, like 20 years after? Yeah. The Fairly Brothers used to be so great. They've kind of gone a little downhill. Jim Carrey hasn't been that funny in a movie in a long time. So it was like two people just way out of their prime. Right. It's like if they've been in one funny movie, like I think Jim Carrey's, to me, his last really funny performance was Me, Myself, and Irene. That wasn't bad. I liked that. I thought it was way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. And that was with them, I think. So, and then ever since, yeah, I was like, with eh. them. 
yeah, people go out of their prime, and then everyone still goes, oh, Fairly Brothers, got to be great. I'm like, look at the last few See years. See the Heartbreak Kid, dude. It's bad. Awful. It's awful, and uh, and it was kind of a bummer that they gave Carlos Mencia this kind of meaty character that someone else could have been really funny in. Oh, I really? Thought. Yeah, but it just, and also the original Heartbreak How was Kid, it? It, the movie just sucked. It just wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, and But then the original Heartbreak Kid is so funny. What's it's the original Heartbreak Kid. It's with like Charles Grodin. It's from the early seventies. Oh. It's great. It's Charles Grodin was the man. He was the man. He was so good in like uh, what's that movie where De Niro had to bring him back? Midnight Run. Mm, Best God, movie. I love that. That's like the ultimate. He's having, but he's such good comedic relief because it's a serious movie, and then he's having this serious talk with his ex-wife, and then Charles Grodin's just standing there as a fugitive, as a nerd fugitive. Yeah. You know, that he's been captured. And he just goes to the kid like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like so dry, right? Mm-hmm. He I, just the he premise that it. just the premise of that movie that he like ripped off the mob for fifteen million and donates it all to charity. That's that's genius. <laughs> oh, yeah, really, that's I forgot so about great. that. I forgot about that. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, Grodin's underrated. Uh, he's in. Do you see he's in the last season of Louis? Is he really? Yeah, he's really good in it. I got to catch up on Louis and Beethoven. I mean, come on, Beethoven. No, I'm joking. That was like a family movie. <laughs> it was a. Fa- I, I mean, I liked it though when it came out. Did you I, really? I saw it when I was a little kid. But yeah, <laughs> I saw some movie. Yes, man. One of those Jim Carrey movies with with like a little kid. I was babysitting like an eight year old. <laughs> I was like, all right, and he was like. I didn't really care for it. <laughs> like, yeah, That's me neither. Great. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit tough, right? Because yeah, I didn't believe it. It's great when you're with a precocious kid who gives you an actual like good. They give you actually like a great take on a uh-huh. movie. I love that. They never would have done that because like I want to hear your actual opinion, kid. I had a friend like that growing up who was like he was so ahead. He was too, way too mature for our group. Yeah, he was he, every great movie I saw at his place. Like he like he like I, I was like probably a sixth grader. I saw Pulp Fiction at his place. Wow, I saw, really? Like, yeah, like he was like every movie. He was like you have you should see this film. Wow. And I was like, all right. What did you heard about Whiplash before you saw it? I just heard that it was great and that uh, from you and Mark Normand. And, Norman uh, liked it too. He loved it. He, I told him Mark I'll see is it. the opposite of Mikey, where he <laughs> hates everything. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it, I, I just heard that it was like that there's good parallels to stand up or any art form where you're trying mm-hmm. to like pursue greatness, I guess. Can you see the connection to, uh, to uh, uh, what's it called now? To what? The one I told you right after the movie. Uh, Black Swan. Yeah, oh, totally. It's the yeah, same yeah. type of thing. It's all about doing some sort of Both art in form. New York also. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Both oh, in yeah. New York. Both, yeah, obsessive. Both trying to get the approval of this teacher, you know? Oh, yeah. This one person to try yeah. to get ahead. It'd be the best in the world. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that when he was telling those two, those two jocks where he's like, yeah, you're the popular one. Like, he's basically like, you're the popular one just now, but I'm going to be remembered. That's, I love that mindset. Yeah, he goes, well, I think your friends are important. It's like, not really, because Charlie Parker, <laughs> none of us are friends with them, and we're still talking. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, who's going to talk about you but your friends? Because like, everyone will. They know you. There's like a mindset of pursuing greatness over happiness. That's like, it's interesting to watch that. Brennan talked about that where he, he was talking to some NBA player. Who was? You know, Brennan. Oh, he was like, okay. what's the difference between all-stars and nba players and it was like the answer was something like that extra 10 percent that w- drive to be the best as opposed to like i'm just taking a paycheck i'll totally. be pretty good I'll, g- I'll get 12 points eight rebounds without trying why am i gonna work my ass off to get 15 and nine you know it's those guys who push it in like the non-contract years oh yeah, yeah. the off season they don't get fat they don't have to come back in and get into shape yeah the non-contract years like i'm just looking to be the best at this yeah, and like guys like Kobe, who he's you could compare Kobe to this kid in Whiplash, yeah, who no has friends. like no friends, kind of grew up in isolation. He was overseas. He can't even rape. He has only anal rape. <laughs> yeah, I grew up overseas. Acquitted though, he was acquitted. Acquitted. He wasn't acquitted. He was. He acquitted. dropped it. 
Well, the, I, look, we she don't dropped to, it. They just dropped the case. Wasn't acquitted. Wasn't found not guilty. Wow. He just paid her off, and <laughs> she was think, like, "Fine, let it go away." Do you think? Do you really think? I, I don't believe he did it. I believe it was they were. I believe. Fuck, but I don't. And then I have he no. Was like, I want to stick it in your ass. She goes, "No." Oh, okay. And then he was like, "No, I want to stick." And she goes, "No." I've had that right here, where I'm like, "I want to fuck you in the ass," and some girl literally fell to the floor, butt down. I was like, "You're not doing this." I was like, "All right, I'm not going to force you. <laughs> Fucking relax." But I thought this is this is years ago, so I don't remember entirely. But he wasn't it like the only thing they had on him was like vaginal bleeding. It's like he's a six foot six black man. Like yeah. he could have done that without any force. That could have yeah. just been what he's carrying. You know, right? Could be. Could be that. I don't know. Could but, be that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for some reason, I, I don't know why. I look hater, at him, never, I'm like, I don't think he go. did it. And I look at Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm like, I think he did it. Really? Yeah, but it's, but that's just total Because Kobe's smoother, he's more like Jazzy in his play. Yeah. Roethlisberger looks like that dude. A brute. And I, and I feel like that's not like fair to say, but I, but dude, I watching that Robert Durst thing, I'm like, this guy, look at that guy. He clearly is a killer. What's Robert Durst thing? Do you, do the jinx? You didn't see that? Oh, not yeah, I just oh. did well, yeah, there's certain people you're just like, they just look and act so creepy. There's no way they're not. Something's not. <laughs> you ever read The Stranger? Yes. Albuquerque. Camus? Yeah. yeah. But he's like, I know they want me to cry for my mother. Right. I know if I I'm cry, not going to do it though. Then they'll yeah. let me off for this murder that has nothing to do with my mother. Yeah. Goes, they can all go fuck themselves. That's, that's some nihilistic stuff there. It's super. Like, when the priest comes in. What was the priest? From when, when he's trying to demand that he accept God, he's just uh-huh. like, what's, he's kind of just in the cell, like, yeah, what's the point? I don't what? give a shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't believe in God. Yeah, when he was like, oh, you're going to transfer to Paris. It's going to be awesome. He goes, I kind of like smoking cigarettes in the sun here in Morocco. <laughs> There's something kind of like badass about just accepting it, you know? Accepting it. Like, this is what I like. I'm not into what you're into. That, the weird thing about that book is like, he, care about. It, like it's like an inside into, inside into a murder where you're like, I, I don't Can't get it, but yeah. Stranger? Yeah. I, I don't, like, I would never do it, but, like, you at least understand where they're coming from. And, like, it's so much, and you see so many simple movies growing up where the killer's just a killer. A pure killer. And, evil. and they're just evil, and, there's, and they're not, and so you're like, wasn't this was a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. With a job, and, yeah. The way it started, I think the first line is, my mother died today. Or, yeah. My mother died yesterday, or was it the day before? I can't be sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like, detached. Yeah, the guy. He was like, what? I wasn't close with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit, man. Crying really does. It really will sway anyone. Crying, yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Nobody wants to see tears. It works with children. It works with children when they cry. The parents will do what they say. Yeah, you know it's not fair. I just told you how I saw Bob's uh, wife, my biological dad's wife, and yeah. she just started crying. And they were being terrible to me. But the fact that I'm talking to a little older woman crying, everyone's giving me the dirtiest looks. Right, like you've like, done I'm a it. psycho. But I was like, no, I didn't want. It. She forced me to see her. She manipulated. What was me the story with that? She's, you she, said no, I don't want to see her anymore. Yeah, it was just they forced me to. Uh, no, she. I basically I had a falling out with my biological father, and I told her I don't want to talk to him until his death is imminent yeah uh and she said uh we need to talk tomorrow and i was like is he dead yeah. <laughs> is he dead and she was like I, we, I can't talk over the phone we can't do this over the phone we have to meet in person i said i don't want to meet and i don't want to and she's like please it's very important uh too tired to talk about this and i was like all right fine tomorrow so i meet her and then she, she, I was like, so what's going on? She's like, this is more for me. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, do you realize? I just kind of stopped for a second. I was like, you realize you just basically manipulated me in the meeting you when I told you I didn't want to see you. And <laughs> what'd uh, you say? And she started crying. And I said, understand that you're you're allowed to cry, but this isn't fair to me. And I was just trying right. to be very calm. And, and uh, it's hard not to react. 
Yeah, I was reacting. And then I was just saying, like, yeah, I was just kind of saying, like, I have a father and mother who raised me. I don't want to be, you're not my mother. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. and I was just kind of, I was just kind of, but like, the, the point of it is that people are just staring at me. Cause I'm just, I, I'm trying you to, I made this girl cry. I'm, I'm, I'm very calmly trying to talk. Cause I, if I'm yelling, then it looks really bad. Yeah. But she's crying and people are just, and I'm just like, oh, God. I'm, they, I'm, they think I'm psycho. They think you're psycho. That's why I've, I haven't seen it yet. I don't really go to bars, bars much anymore. But you know when the guy's like yelling at his girlfriend, yeah. someone else coming like, "Hey man, fucking cool it." <laughs> I want to be like, "Hey dude, have you ever never yelled at a girl before? Yeah. Do you know what she probably drove him to for him to yell in public, yeah. knowing everyone to look at? Like, unless it gets physical, you can't. Oh step right, in. right. If it's physical, yeah. like stop. It physical, but like, you step she's in, like, but... what the fuck? It's like she was probably flirting with her ex boyfriend in front of the guy. <laughs> Like something really horrible that you're like, come on, don't take her side just because she's a girl. There was a party, right? Where that were like, you want to defend her too. There was a couple on the subway doing that, and I, I kept trying to break it up. And at one and at one point, they're getting so violent with each other that I'm just like, she was hitting back, and she was like tough. Really? And at one point, I'm just like, I'm like, all right, you chose him. I'm not getting involved. This. You know? I saw, and, yeah, I saw once at Maryland the Quad. Um, um, we saw this. Uh, we saw this girl getting beaten up. Me and my friend Jesse, big Liberian guy, he's a trainer now, weight trainer. What's she kind of? What's like the build? What's who's she getting beat up by? The person beating her up was like six feet. The person getting beaten up, and it's girl, a man. The girl getting beaten up was like uh, you know five three. Yeah, and so we're like, let's 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 put it into this. Let's get up there. And we yeah. got up there, and it was one of the girls from the basketball team beating up her boy her girlfriend. Oh she was God. a six foot tall girl. Jesus Christ! And then we were like, immediately like. Oh, I don't know how I'm supposed to handle this now. <laughs> this is like a loophole that we're yeah, not aware of. We're yeah. just like, "Hello, how you, how you been?" And then oh. it was like, "Walk." We're like, "I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do." So what do you do? We sort of like she stopped when she saw us, and then we just sort of walked on. We cowered it out. What are we gonna do, reporter? You can talk her down, maybe. I don't know. She, she wasn't still beating her when we saw her. We're like, "Hey, Margaret," or whatever her name was. We're like, and she's like, oh, "Hey, <laughs> Margaret." Margaret. It wasn't Margaret. It wasn't Margaret. <laughs> the best is the the the, uh, the groupies. Some of the groupies would also be the male team groupies. Yeah, like the bisexual. You see that video? Of that guy get get disrespecting his mother, and then some guy punching him. No. Oh, you gotta see this. I want to see it. Hold on. Bring it over here. Is this like this is like all Facebook, Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, it's all yeah. you scroll down. Oh yeah, down for sure, you, Facebook. As if I didn't waste enough time. Now there's like video content on Facebook. It's brutal, it's nonstop, and it's somebody you know saying you'll like this, and you're like, okay, well, if you tell me, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, it's it already. It's got like three shares and three. It's three endorsements of people you trust. Yeah, exactly. So I know the internet. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this fucking thing. Yeah. The movie, well, I mean, it's your second time seeing it. Second time seeing it. I'm glad I did. This is one you got to, by the way, there's no, you got to assume anyone who's going to listen to this has seen the movie. Okay. So don't worry about ruining anything for anyone. Cool. Uh, I'm also in this mood of like, you've had your time. You don't, right, get, you don't right. get spoiler alert. And you also said spoiler up top. Anymore. Yeah, it's a spoiler alert. You, you gave him notice. Uh, yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing is like, it's the story's great, but then to like deliver on these you know, most people don't like jazz, I feel like. I don't, I mean, I'm not a jazz fan. I tried to like it when in high school because I was like, this will be cool to like. Yeah. But I never really, really liked it. Yeah. It's, you know, jazz is hard for ADD because there's no, there's usually no lyrics. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, it, it's a lot of improvising. It's just not enough to hold most people's attention. I have bad ADD. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what we should do. But I like, I like, uh, 
I do like jazz, but uh, I don't know that much about it. Like, I, there's like certain guys I'll listen to a lot. Yeah, but I don't know them. I don't know who they are. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to really know jazz to know it. Like when he's yeah. in the coffee shop talking to her, like this is so and so with Buddy, right. Buddy Rich on the drums, 1925. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you know the recordings and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. My friend Andrew Mariotti, he was a uh, he's a uh, we called him Gay Andrew because we had a straight Andrew too <laughs> in the dorm, but um. Yeah, he knew all that stuff. The recordings and stuff. Anything classical, because he was a music major. Anything classical. He's like, yeah, it's Vivaldi. just recorded in 1430 or whatever. Awesome. Originally composed. Listen to this. Okay. They're just in a convenience store. What star? Why are you here? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did someone really yell out "World Star" before that? Beforehand, happened? yeah. Oh, that's how you, you run if you hear someone if say this. That. <laughs> that's, like that's like an air siren, an air horn. That's always like, crazy when like you're dealing with people. Clearly, that's not. I mean, a, probably not a great father. I mean, mother son dynamic to begin with. Not. And then, and then a guy wasn't crazy really guy. disrespecting her that bad. He seemed like he was reasoning. He's like, "Why should I get out of here, Mom? It's just a store. I can't be here." <laughs> Boom! Punch from out of nowhere. Terrible. And well, then he I, gets up and he punches him again. You only get one of those. That's your mother. And he's disciplining him like a father figure, yeah. an abusive father. It's crazy. But that's what I mean. Like you don't even know what happened before that to him and his mom. Like when a crazier person shows up, like clearly one of them's. Cra- I was on the train once, and then the video, the title. That's the problem. The title is "Bystander Snuffs Dude for Disrespecting His Own Mother." <laughs> Sheesh. The words like his own mother, as if it's like worse. <laughs> you know, instead of just his mother. Those are leading words, but for disrespecting, like how was he disrespecting? If If he didn't say disrespecting, it would have been like uh, mother and son are talking, and a man punches them. Yeah, exactly. Or or just if it was his own mother, it was the other guy's mother. I get it, but like you're just leave that be if they're just having a conversation. I was I was on the train once in the New Jersey Transit, and this is this is my fault probably for starting this, but I was. I had a few drinks. It was like a few years ago. I had a few drinks in me. I, I had a bottle of scotch. Because I know I'm taking the train back late. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to enjoy myself bottle on the train. Scotch, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to have the whole thing, but I'm going to enjoy yeah, it. On the train? Yeah. Well, I had the bottle with me. Nice. I, well, I want to enjoy myself. Yeah, sure. And then uh, I'm already a little drunk. Uh, From where to where? This was a few years ago. I was playing this club called Catch Rising Star in Princeton. Okay. I and uh, I was with Mike Racine, actually. We, we were hanging, and he drove me to the train station. Yeah. And, uh, and, I'm just waiting on the platform forever and this crazy guy comes up to me and he was just like, he was like, hey, uh, he was like, hey, what do you think? He just starts asking me annoying questions and I'm drunk enough to kind of just start fucking with him back because I'm like, this guy's fucking with me. Yeah. And at one point he said, uh, what do you think about the Mexicans? And I'm like, I think they're ruining this goddamn country. Like, obviously messing around. <laughs> yeah. like, they're, they're, they're taking our jobs. I start doing like a, like a fake, you over know, over the top conservative character. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, you're a fucking racist. And I was like, I was like, I was kidding, man. He was like, he's like, you're a fucking racist. And then, uh, and then I was like, Jesus. I was like, I'm trying. So I try to walk away. He's like, get back here. And I was like, no. And he just starts following me. And he's like, I should. I was. I should kill you. That's what he said to me. Wow. And then and I'm and just like, like, dude, oh. it's not. I wasn't even doing what you think I'm doing. Yeah. And even if I was doing what you think I'm doing, your reaction is too much. <laughs> too much. Even if I was like, yeah, they're ruining our country. That they're <laughs> for real. 
I was terrified. I could, because I, I think like physically I could have taken him, but he was so crazy that you're like maybe he's got a knife. Or, I, you, you don't know how crazy this. You can't fight someone when, when you're when you're when they're like think they're right. Yeah, and also when you like you look at him and you're like, I have more to lose from this fight. Definitely, like I was. I this is like I'm not saying I have a lot going for me, but I'm, in this in this fight, it's like Duke versus like some you know yeah. tech school or something. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm on the train and I'm and, and I I dodge him finally. I remember I was texting someone. I was texting someone, being like, this guy won't leave me alone. I need someone like to just kind of understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm drinking. I'm kind of ducking. I see the guy walk by and uh, he just kept saying creepy in like a creepy tone. And then he did the same thing to another guy. And this guy was huge, huge, scary looking black guy. Like he looked like like one of the guy, like one of the tough guys from like the wire or something. Yeah. And, and, and I just heard, I just, I just got in the guy's face. I just heard go, the guy yell out East New York, motherfucker. And he's, he's just, they're just going at each other to the point that the train had to stop. And, uh, and I guess I think he just beat the shit out of him. Really? When the train stopped, yeah, they had to let him both off. I guess the cops came and the guy just fucking wailed on him. Wow! And the I big was, guy wailed on the small guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like you're saved by the crazier. Like that guy was crazy, but this guy's probably even crazier because he reacted that quickly to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was before I knew what World Star was. I don't. This might now. Have been- <laughs> What's your all right? What's your World Star? Get the fuck out. So but, let's talk about this movie. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um. The guy was great. The guy from Oz. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Amazing. Phenomenal. Amazing. I mean, right from the start, the lines and the way he'd say them. Yeah, he didn't break till like much later in his career. He was like a traveling theater guy, I think. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. I mean, he was in Oz. That was the 90s. That was like, yeah, but I mean, he was probably, must be in his 40s when that hit, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he was already older there. Schillinger. Um but the lines, like, what are you looking at the ground for? There's no Mars bar there. He wouldn't even say it with a smile. It didn't even look like he was trying to make a joke. He was just trying to demean them. Yeah. And, and it's like mind games. It's almost like it made me think of like Bobby Knight or one of those crazy basketball Definitely, coaches. For sure Bobby Knight, especially throwing the chair at the kid. Yeah. For sure Bobby Knight. And then you're like, you look back at Bobby Knight after watching this movie and you go, was he just trying to get the best out of his players? Yeah. Were they telling him like it went too far? But what's, what was he really doing? Yeah. I mean, I guess the mocking out whipping the, the the black players whatever he did but just throwing the chair and stuff it's like all right man that's your that's your coaching style yeah is it, is it are you are you really trying to get the best or is that just what you tell people to right there's to, that too to make sense of how how crazy you are a lot of people do that a lot of comics do that well afterwards like well what see so here's what i like to do and you're like you're just justifying what you already did <laughs> you're not really i like to stay out all night do cocaine and, and, then uh, go up and i really feel that helps me <laughs> Like, um, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's making you the best comic. Three-day bender. That's, that's what I meant. My, I said that to someone once. I was like, no, I'm better when I go on drunk. And he's like, I don't think you are. <laughs> I have seen you sober. It's all those people in college, too. Like, I'm better when I cram. It's like, no, you've only crammed. <laughs> that's just, if you've gotten an A, it's because you're crammed. You've never tried to study guy. all semester. Oh, I always hated that guy. The guy who could, like, wait till the last night and get an A, though. I hated that, dude. I hated the guys who also could study 30 minutes a day for the whole semester. Yeah, So they wouldn't have true. to do that. You know? Yeah, I guess you just don't like anyone, really. Anyone who succeeds, you just yeah, don't like. Them. <laughs> I told everybody in college, when people ask my grades, I don't care what I got, I just said B. Because <laughs> it's like, it's not going to piss off the dumb people, and it's not going to make the smart people look down on me too much. That's that's actually smart. Just, who cares? And I got what I got. Oh, cool. And then we can talk about how hard the class is or whatever, but it's no, like, elitism there. Yeah. B, that's not, that's not killing anybody. Even if you failed, it's like, oh, you got a B. Okay. There's something, you know what's so cool is, like, the way he... Uh, 
in the movie where he'd just be on the on the bus, like listening to drummers, listening watching drummers, drummers. Yeah. like like you know he's at home. He's I don't think they I don't even know if they showed him doing anything but drumming in his spare time other than being with the dad. Or You're the right. Girl. And in fact, once he got thrown out of Schaefer Conservatory, I didn't realize it was Schaefer until I saw it again. I was like, oh, it's almost like my exact name. <laughs> but um, uh, that's the first time they showed him just at a coffee shop job or whatever it was. Right. I'm like yeah. oh. Everything else, even with the girl, he's talking about drumming. Yeah, even when he's at home with his with his family and the other family, it's like he's talking about drumming. And when he tells her, when he gives her that speech about like when how, they break up, when he break up, and it's like part of it's like being young, and then where he, what does he say? Like like you're gonna resent me because I'm gonna, gonna, gonna spend more much. and more of my time doing this, and I'm gonna be mad at you for resenting me. And he's like, he thinks he's making the mature decision, but he really is just he's being selfish. Just he doesn't. If he liked her enough, he would probably keep her around. Don't you think? Sort of. I remember Maybe. something Mitzi said to me once. What'd she was she like more like with it. Man, it's too bad she's not around anymore. What'd she say? She was like, You can't you can't have a relationship when you start comedy. Yeah. You just can't you can't split your loves. And I was like, What if she goes and I we because we, we saw Paul uh Paul Rodriguez. Mm. He came in and said hi and kissed her hand and stuff and she hadn't seen him in years, you know. And I was like, well, he's, but he, it was that night that we saw him. I was like, but he's got a family and wife. She goes, he's already made it. Once you've made it, then you can do all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. But coming up, she goes, you got to have one love. I think she's right, actually, you know? She's not wrong. Definitely not wrong. I remember Ali Wong said that to me once uh, a few years ago. She was like, oh, you have a lot of like good jokes. You should not have a girlfriend. And right. I was like, well, I don't. And she's like, yeah, but like, just don't get one because you're, it's too tempting to like put on Netflix and just sweatpants and just, and, and I was like, I was like, yeah, maybe she, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, I think she's definitely right. James Smith said that once because once I had, because he was talking about like four or five years before. Dave said was, this? Not Dave Smith. James, James Smith? Smith. Okay. And he goes, I was doing well and then I got a girlfriend and then it was like, I didn't want to try as much. Yeah. It's like things are going great. What what am I fighting for? Yeah, it's like you can't be like you shouldn't be a lot of people think you need to be unhappy. But it's like maybe you can just be content and you'll be right, okay. Right. I don't think you have to be I mean it's you, can't, it's yeah, you don't have to be unhappy, you can be wanting more. But don't you feel like I relate to the way he felt where where he'd say things like uh didn't he say like you'd rather be remembered great than you know than to have they a happy have a life. I feel, yeah. yeah, I feel that way sometimes. Yeah, he's and then been dead. Also, Charlie Parker's been dead for how many years? We're still talking about him at this dinner table right yeah. now. And it's like, man, I'm torn on that. For a while, I like that the idea too. I think that's a young idea. Like, I want to be remembered forever. Yeah. But I think at some point, you're like, I'm not. Unless I'm massive, like Hitler, <laughs> Genghis Khan. <laughs> a lot of the bad guys remembered forever sure. too. It's not George just George Washington, guy. but that's not even much time. It's like, Isn't that a Nick Vaderot joke? Where, where like, when are you going to be famous? And he says, as soon as they find the body. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But it's just like, it's just like, I don't know. Generally, in 500 years, you're going to be forgotten. You're yeah. going to be. So like, what are we really even talking about? You're here are for a short blink of an eye. Are any pure stand-ups going to really be remembered other than like Carlin, Pryor, and Bruce? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Rodney, maybe. I don't know. Remember. Not like, I remember him now. It's like, I know, but in 150 years from now. Dude, how much do you know about like Bob Hope? Or like... Or so like, little. Like, same. He's almost out of our... And he was like the great of his... He's like the great stand-up. I saw a girl, uh, uh, Rick Ingram once. The lights were on at the comedy store with all the names on. They just did that for the open mic. That's why I hate it when Gerard Special had that. I think Spike Lee just steered him wrong. What? What happened? They put all the neons on with all the names. And every time like he walked by a name, like your eye would go to like read David Letterman and go away uh, from the comic. And you're like, Spike, I don't know. It's the same shit, man. It's like, I don't think you have it anymore. 
Spike. Yeah. I just don't think you know what you're doing I anymore. I prefer his as movies much. that he doesn't write. Uh, the old, old ones. Like great. 25th Hour was a great 25th movie. 25th Hour wasn't bad. He didn't write that. Yeah. I was going to say that was his one bl- blip of like, okay, he's good again. Yeah. But that was about it. But anyway, the point was, oh, so Rick Ingram was looking around the room and he was like talking to some like younger people, some 25-year-olds in the crowd. And he, they were like, he was like, do you know who Tamayo Otsuki is? Some lady who never quite made it. And they're like, no. And he was like, oh, hold on a second. And he looked, looked around at the other big names because you got a neon. You had to be sort of famous. Goes, do you know who Gary Shandling is? And they're like, no, I don't know who, who's what? that. What? Yeah, and you realize like he just hadn't had a TV show since they were seven. Yeah. So how would they know him? I don't know the name of the guy from Dukes of Hazard anymore. Yeah. But I did. But you well, got to – We'll all be forgotten. Yeah, it's true. That greatness, I, I don't Unless know. Unless you really study stand-up, then you're not going to know that. I mean, I love jokes. I don't know that much about Henny Youngman. Right, you me know? neither. People ask me sometimes about the old greats, and I'm like, I, I really can't comment on can't it. Can't tell you much about Alan King. I don't. I don't, I don't know yeah. any of Henny Youngman's jokes. I don't know what style he did. Henny Youngman, he was like one-liners. One, okay. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh. And they're like, well, that stuff holds up. I start to talk like I know. He's take my wife, please, as Henny Youngman. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah. That's not Dangerfield? No, it's uh, Henny Youngman. Oh. He had some good ones. I'm trying to, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, take like, my wife, if you, if, please. <laughs> But if you uh, if you like just you can just like look up his quotes. There's some there's some funny stuff. Really? Yeah, some a lot of them hold up. Are you jealous that I got this disposable Comedy Central um, water bottle? I like it. <laughs> Do you want it? <laughs> I mean, nice. if you need something like that, that no, might be like it doesn't make them. I don't drink a lot of water. Me neither. Really. Those it's people have the little... metal, the, you know, the metal water bottles that they walk around in. Have you seen those with the screw tops? Yes. It's like, what do you do that? You care that much about water? Yeah, water is like a, people like feel like they feel the need to be hydrated. I'm like, unless I'm hungover, I don't need. <laughs> you know, that's the only time I need water. Yeah, Co- it's usually coffee. I'm a coffee guy. I I like when the girl was like, "So you're not gonna have time for me, and you're rude to me already, and barely spend any time. We barely spend any time with me now. And when you are, you're extremely rude and put me down for not having the same." desire as you and she's like yeah we should break up yeah someone's like yeah, but she you. was being fair i mean i think they both had i think they both made good points that was a really well done scene when he asked her out it's great i'm sorry oh we both laughed at that when, yeah. when she when she when she shut him down she was, in a really mean way please leave yeah and he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't i i, I didn't i'm sorry she's just get out okay okay i'm sorry to, oh i'm really sorry and she's like no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> like, oh, and when man. he and he said you know that was pretty mean yeah, that was really <laughs> funny i thought when he just addressed yeah that was pretty mean yeah it really did make him feel bad it was yeah. mean but it was funny as fuck it was mean and also you knew she was like she saw that him asking around a mile away when he was bumbling over his um, words. So and I don't normally do this. Like, you don't know what's coming. <laughs> you can't telegraph it like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about that stuff, and you definitely can't telegraph it. You ever ask a girl out? At like ask out? Yeah, yeah, it's I hard. think so. It's yeah, hard. it is hard. Every time. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like it's almost like uncool to ask someone out to women. Was now. that me and you were being talked to? By, oh, Nikki. By Nikki, yeah, yeah. Well, Nikki, I think I think her advice was good. She I, had good advice, but you. St- like just go up to a girl. She said, "Like just say nice shoes, or uh, I like that, or just talk about anything. It doesn't matter." Oh, she said, "Just say, hey, you're really pretty." Yeah, I've been thinking about that more. I might, too, I might that seems crazy. Then I also think like we could just like. And then I also like the other night, Mark Norman and I were just lingering after a show. We met girls. I'm like, well, this is so much easier. You know, it's like it's like. Do you want to do you want to be on steroids or not on steroids? I'd rather be Barry Bonds and the Giants and Barry Bonds and the Pirates. You know, <laughs> the 160 pound Barry yeah. Bonds. I want to be. I want to be the bases. big one. Fuck stealing bases. Hit homers, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and Bonilla were great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like 
but that's what he said. Like, I think you're really pretty, the drummer guy. He's like, I think you're pretty. Yeah. You. But it's like, oh, it seems so hard to say. But then that. so many women are like, I like confidence. So it's like, if you're stumbling over your words, then you're already fucked. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, I think you're really pretty. You like gotta, you gotta sell like it. Out I feel I'd love like to take you out. I'd love to take you out sometime. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Know. It seems so hard though. Why not? You know why not? Because it's impossible. When you're with Norman, sure. Yeah, I mean he's fuck. You know, but we also I think you do this too. I think we all just go to jokes immediately. Like we're and then like you got to give that guy points for at least being sincere. We're Who? going the from the movie Whiplash, oh, right? Where he's like someone of words, but that's the real him, right? Was the three of us? We we just go to jokes. Hey, that's crazy shoes you got on. What are you runner? What are you trying to get ready for the Olympics? What are you? Try- it's like just fucking say. I think you're pretty. You we're doing cool. shtick. Yeah. Oh man, I was hanging out with one girl after the show the other night, and she wouldn't stop making jokes, and it was driving me nuts. Yeah. Oh, really? I was like, you know, you don't have to. Like, I'm like, I'm a person too. Like, I'm not just a comic. Yeah. After I get off stage, I don't want to make jokes. Yeah. I know she was doing it though. Oh. I was just, I didn't know what to. And she was cool too. She just wouldn't stop making jokes. And you're like, shh, easy. When he leaves, here's the okay. There's a couple of scenes I I thought weren't quite, didn't quite nail it for me. Okay, let's talk about them. One is when the lady talks him into um, filing a lawsuit against against Schillinger. Right. It was like, I like how they didn't just do it right off. They went back and forth showing him pack his back. She goes, you know, you should testify. We can't let him do this to someone else. That guy hung himself. The guy yeah. who we said died in a car accident, you know, and played his tape. That was a powerful scene where he cried. I mean, that was such good I acting. I cried of that. Because for a second, you you know, as J.K. Simmons is crying, you're just like, wow, he's got a, you're like, you're back and forth. He's such a good actor. You're like, well, maybe he does have a heart. Yeah. You know? And that's, by the way, when he says, let me earn my spot or whatever. Like, give me my, that's my part. It goes, earn it. Yeah, he had just heard about that that te- that student of his dying. He had just gotten that call. Right, heard about it. And he's like, "Not now. This is not the time. Get the fuck out." Yeah. And the next day, he's like, "Let me play this for you." He was a great player. That was an amazing scene. Yeah, it was an amazing. He was like, he played beautifully. I agree with you that the, that the scene it, it was like it felt abrupt. Maybe that's why it felt I abrupt. Know. But they did they helped alleviate some of that abruptness by cutting from there, going showing him packing his bags, you know, packing up his drum kit. Showing him doing something, and then going back saying, we just need you to testify. And then showing again, him, do, him walking the streets, leaving, you know, maybe calling Nicole, not calling Nicole. Yeah. And then back, she's like, I think we should, back to that same coffee shop where she's like, I think you should testify against him. And he finally, maybe, you know what, maybe it wasn't that bad, because it was sort of like I guess it was slow. necessary for that last scene. But it was like, I think there should have been another reason for him to say, maybe get some money out of it. That just might be the Jew in me saying, <laughs> but like, what's his, so he won't do that to anybody else? He was either saying, yeah, fuck that guy, or it seemed like he was defending him, going like... Almost, oh, you mean like, that he didn't want to testify? Yeah. Anymore? It was almost like, no, that guy's a good teacher. I'm not going to go against him. I think I think there was, he was he wants his approval still so badly that he was mind-fucked a little bit, right? Because in the end, when you see him get that smile, you see what it does to him. I mean, that's what's so powerful. It's like, even in that even in that moment when he, he felt so betrayed, You're right. you still want it, you know? It's like the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. It's, abuse you, abuse you, abuse you, but if they just... Or a terrible parent, I'm sure. Well, I guess you would know <laughs> more than anybody. When they're finally like, you did a good job, kid. You're like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it does, it does feel good. There's something and about it's like, it. Right? I don't want your approval. But then all of a sudden, it's like, but if I get it. You see Better Call Saul? You saw them all? I've seen them all. When he finally like, you know what? This is not what the spoiler alert's about. Yeah, yeah. It's about Whiplash. So I'm it's not about gonna Whiplash. Into it, but I yeah, want, yeah. Hold on. I want to pause and tell you. All right. Um, all right where were we? Talking about trying to get the approval of, oh, of yeah, J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Well, at the end, he does that amazing scene. I mean, that was like, it's so funny when he walks off and his dad hugs him. He leaves defeated. He leaves defeated. Utterly defeated. Was that with me? I'd probably be like, all right, I gave this, I gave this music thing a good shot. You yeah, know? exactly. I got this dad still, you know. 
Yeah, it's like gotta be like, come on, son, we'll get you home, we'll get you some ice cream, we'll cry, cry in bed. It's almost like felt like a girlfriend broke up with you and you're really broken hearted, but you're like, it's done. I'm done with it. Yeah. I mean, the level of embarrassment. You ever see the movie? Um, there's no way you did. The what? Heiress? No, it's never a black and white movie. We studied it in film class. And it's just this tale of revenge. And it's fucking good. I love a good it, revenge. It reminded movie, me man. of that. Uh, probably like, since it's an old black and white one, it's probably like an hour and 15 minutes. Not even that much of a time commitment. But you should watch it. When's but, it from? Like the 20s or 30s. Wow. It's like Ford directed or something. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Ford was awesome. John Ford, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, movies like that, How Green Is My Valley, things like that, where like, wow, these really hold up. But anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, this is revenge. When he tells him, he's like, I know it was you. And you go <laughs> Godfather this, two-ish? Yeah. But you go from this moment of like, all right, this kid's going to get a break in front of these Because he even gives him a speech. These guys, they'll make a career. You can be at Lincoln Center in no time. Yeah. You can be first chair. You can be doing all sorts. You can be signed by Blue Note. But they have long memories. Right. And if you drop the ball, they will not forget it. And you're like, all right, we're out of pressure, man. But that's cool. Yeah. At that point, you're like, is he going to... I, I still didn't see it coming. Judge. Me neither. And it's like, cool. Maybe this guy will get signed or something. Because it just seems like... he's a great drummer. It seems like it would make... The reason I didn't think he would do it, it, feel, it seems like as a, you know... As a maestro, it would make him look bad. Yeah, sure. That's, That's why I didn't think he would. But then do you that. could see him like, I'll fall on my own sword. Yeah, I'll pull the pin on this grenade just so you blow up too. I wonder why he why he tortured he tortured him this much because he was the great one, I guess, in the class, right? I mean, that's what you think. He's like, because he didn't like, torture that many other kids, right? But you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Like that kid, he's like cries as get out. Yeah, that kid didn't come back. And they're like, if you'll be, that's what he said. If you're willing to get defeated, it goes. Don't you think you go too far? He goes, no, there's no going too far. Yeah, because if it went too far and you quit, you weren't going to be one of the greats. At what point does that go? I wonder. At what point you kind of just accept that this guy's great, though? I wonder at what point that because then there's like players in I look at players in the NBA who come up under a great coach and then they become great, right? And then it's like, well, you can't bitch me around anymore. I know what's best, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, where eventually, like, I know how to play this game. Jason and also, Kidd. I also believe that, like, you can become great without emotional abuse. Like, look at the San Antonio Spurs. Popovich is, he seems very so blunt pleasant. and to the point, but he seems like the players love him. I'll give you guys a day off. You're working hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You don't need to. But honestly, the way he said it, like, if they had told Charlie Parker that day he fucked up and they got a symbol thrown at him and almost, de- what did he say? Decapitated de- him? Because it's like that, that symbol coming in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you fling it. Anyway, but he goes, if he'd been like, yeah, all right, man. Good. No, that was good. Good job. Would he have really worked that hard? I think that failure is necessary, but I just think you're going to fail regardless. Well, I was going to lean over. I didn't want to interrupt the movie, but since I saw it the second time, I heard that line again, and I was like, huh, it made me think. I'm like, this is why I pity female comics sometimes, especially the pretty female comics. Because they get a break so early on? Not because they get a break. Because they don't have to sit on an utter failure and have their their male friends go, man, that was not good, and bust their balls and see how shitty they were. If you're a pretty female in any industry, pretty males too, I'm sure. But if you're a pretty female, I think it depends they're, they're the circle go, you come up on. Oh, this crowd sucked. Don't worry about that. I mean, I know it. I've seen it before. It also depends how close you are. Comics, absolutely. But respected comics will tell you, no, nah, no, nah, this crowd was good. That joke was good. This crowd sucked. Don't worry about that. And it's like, instead of sitting on this D-plus set and overnight feeling like, fuck, I was a D-plus comic tonight. I better work my ass off. I'm writing all day the next day. Instead, your, your guy who looked up to said it was an A-minus, and maybe you'll average it out. And you're like, B-minus. Not bad. Right. 
And then what is that going to really drive you to work harder? I think. Well, I, I think mean, there's, my, my there's, leaps have been after bombs. Yeah, but I think there's like a that's a section of female comics. There's also like that section that we ball bust that we like shit on, mm-hmm. you know. So I think there's like I, I could definitely I think, think of like pretty people in general. I could think of yeah, I can think of like pretty female comics who have like had to really hustle and work hard mm-hmm. who are really funny. I think, but and yeah, there's like pretty du- they're pretty dudes who you just have, well, I'm like that guy is a show again. Yeah, that dude. So yeah, it yeah. works. It works both ways for sure. But, right, and uh, it's like it's like you're getting positive. Like no one's telling you that wasn't good. That that yeah. that not good. That's sitting on an awfulness. It's. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't need that. To I, drive agree, you, I agree with I you in that it, way. You do. Yeah. You need. You need honesty. I mean, dude. I I run jokes by Joe Mackey, and he is brutal. He's brutal. Dude. And you want him to be like, well, great job. I mean, there's good good writing and good focus, and I like the setup of it. Yeah. And maybe if I give you one tweak, and it's like they do that in early acting classes because they're all actors and actresses, and so they feel like I'm great. And so if you tell them like, oh, that was really terrible, they're like, fuck this class, and they'll just leave. They won't yeah, take the negative. That's, that's gr- so you got to coddle them until they're a year or two into the training, and then you can start going. What the fuck was this today? I mean, did you prepare at all? You're wasting all of our time. Right. We're all this, your partner prepared, got emotionally prepared, and you're fucking looking out at your goddamn script. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Comics, we sit the, on that. We got the crowd for that. Well, we know, you know, instant from the feedback. Crowd. Uh, but yeah, I, dude, it's, I was at the cellar. It was a few weeks ago. It was a really late show. I had a rough set. And the tells in the hallway. Yeah. And as I walk out, he's like, he's like, I snapped at the crowd at one point. I was like, oh, you guys fucking suck. I just like, I kind of lost it. Yeah. And as I get off, Attell goes, Sam. He's like, what was that? He's like, no, I have to make fun of you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to make fun of you on stage. My hands are tied. And that's like that thing where you're like, where you're like hurt, but you're laughing at the same time. Yeah. I'm still feeling, I'm still trying to get, and of course, a, a second in Attell's killing. <laughs> <laughs> right, so like, Damn, this crowd does not but you, suck. But you know why he's waiting in the hallway? It's because he wants to read the room, right? Oh, you he know? always asks, "How was the crowd? How like, were they? Like, no, no, not good, bad. Literally, how were they? Right, right. Yeah, like, oh, there's a talking guy to the left. He's yappy. The one in the back is snarky. They're gonna say shit that's demeaning. Yeah. Uh, the whole right side is in. Yeah, he wants oh. to hear it. And then he like out of the gate starts doing crowd work and just. Ca- and I was like, oh, okay. I heard he takes bachelorette parties on the road. Yeah, what? When, when there's bachelorette parties in the show. He'll ask the clubs, I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, to seat him up front instead of in the back, which they normally do, so they can get him out because they're always going to be drunks and annoying and hecklers. Right. He goes, no, no, but I don't know if it's true or not. It's just what it was attributed to him from somebody else, but he wants to keep track of him. So he, wasn't, he doesn't want to let him get out of hand by being right there. So he can like go back to him. He's like, girls, right? Am I right? It's like, see, easy, calm. Now let me do my fucking act. For his style, that works. Yeah. But for like a for like a storyteller, you'd be dead. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't want them in the front. I think if you're a storyteller, if you're a quick like, right. it tells like, it tells so quick. He's so he. It, the, there's a laugh every, and that's not to disparage any storytellers. You know, it, it's just yeah. like it's a different style. You know. Yeah. But in terms of like, okay, so this guy's like almost falling on his own sword. He's like, well, I'll, I'll look bad too because. Did he have another drummer? You think his other drummer was okay? And then he got the idea when he saw him. He's like, you know what? I'll just tell him. Uh, Maybe. I'll give him an excuse. I'll get, use him another time. But let me fuck over this kid. Yeah. This fucking piece of shit. Because that just fell on his lap. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't expecting. He was just playing. It looked like the, play, the place, by the way, reminded me of the place, you know, when you're leaving the cellar, going towards Ben's, and then if you cross the street. That's, I think, isn't that the Blue Note? Is that where they were? Was he was playing? No, no, no. But that, but that uh, the blue note. That there's a at the cellar. It's called the blue the blue note around the block. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not next to Fat Black. Across the street. Across the street from Ben's. 
Oh, it does look like that place a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it just seemed yeah. like one of those places. It makes me want to go to places like that. I like that stuff. Go see some There's jazz There's one music. around here in, like, in the East Village. Uh, Jewels or something? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Is uh-huh. that like, isn't yeah, that 7th, like, 8th? Yeah. ninth, something like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's supposed to be a good one. And then Mona's on Tuesdays. You ever been there? Never. Oh, dude, that's a date night. That's what I was going to say. Jazz is a good date. Okay, first of all, this jazz is not that deep, soulful jazz. Mona's, it's the upscale, like, with girls going, you know? I love that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. It's the best jazz musicians in the world all come together. They just jam with each other. It's like an open mic, but only people like Bobby Kelly or above are allowed to come. You know what I mean? And they're fucking around with each other on stage. You know, when Jeff Ross comes in and just jumps in a tell set. That's basically what a tell and Ross are doing on that's stage. Jazz that's jazz. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Or like when he's already laying over, they're just riffing. Yeah. If, if I'm in the audience and I see that, I'm like, oh, this is a treat. Yeah, yeah, totally. This is a, like an unheard of treat. Tell and Jeff Ross are fucking roasting people, the quickest guys in the world. It's insane. They don't, I mean, they, I think they do know what they're getting, actually. But anyway, I think he was willing to be like, yeah, it was just this drummer. Sorry, everybody. What can you do? Yeah, I think that's that was what he was thinking. I heard so much when the guy next to him was like, what are you doing, man? I know. I heard that story. I read uh, in Paul Schaefer's book, he said something about, because, you know, he was jamming with Ray Charles yeah. early on, and I guess uh, he was not doing great. And Ray yeah. Carl- Charles, you know, stops. He goes, what the fuck are you doing, man? Call him out in front of everybody. Really? And then they start playing again. And I guess he did a couple times, and he, they start playing again, and then Paul Schaefer, like, brings it, and he, and he goes, yeah, that's more like it. Oh, which is like that's got to be awesome to hear from Ray Charles after that. But it's better right after that. It's better yeah. to hear that. Yeah, that's more like it after you've got. If you know this guy can demean me if I'm not doing well. Yeah, you know that was the problem with the laugh after the open mic. It was such an easy gig that it was like you'll do it just to keep yourself in the business because right. it's just a hit and a home run every time. But like, if that's all you have to go on, that ain't good. You know, because you'll be like, I'm killing. I'm great. I don't have yeah. to do anything. Well, that's something to be said when you go on those shows with those with great comics because you're like, well, I'm, I gotta kill, I gotta pull my weight. That's and that's what like the seller kind of gives you, I guess. It does give that to you. That's really more. It's L.A. and New York. It's like you might be following like legit best in the world people. L.A.'s got some acts that go up like that though, don't they or no? What do you mean? Like they have they'll have do the heavyweights do the clubs there or is it more yeah. all rooms? No, all the time. Yeah, I mean, Sanchez told me this story of like Mitzi made him follow Dice. Wow, for like six months. <laughs> and it was like three out of his four sets a week would be following dice and this is you know in his in his late frame. 90s dice wow you know and um and he goes first i tried to be way dirtier and he goes that didn't seem to work and then i tried to be extra extra clean you know to be like different than that him. definitely and that work. didn't work yeah and then he goes eventually i just did myself and i added more punchlines. <laughs> like i just got funnier <laughs> do you ever hear dice's dude CD? going after sebastian in between sebastian and brett ernst you're like, dude, these guys are fucking head and dove and like these guys right? are murderers. Yeah. And now I gotta go up with them and Dalia and 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 Big Leslie. Yeah. It's like Is she was she an LA person? Yeah, and she's a monster. Yeah, I've heard she crushes. Yeah, and she's always in with seven it. minutes of crush. She gets the light and she'll go to seven extra minutes instead of three and do crowd work. <laughs> so it's like hard to follow. You can't just be like, oh, let me get up there and wing it. Like when she's on stage, when Dalia's on stage, when she's on stage, I gotta be like Hold on, hold on. What am I going to do here? I got to think about what I'm going to do on stage tonight. Or but that's good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Comment. And I don't want it. And I would love to go the opposite way. If somebody's like, if if some shitty comic, that guy we were talking about before, you know, during the day, that's in sitcoms. Uh, if he was like, hey, do you mind if I go on? I'm only going to do 10. Do you mind if I go on after after Big Les? Right. Uh, I'd be like, 
Oh yeah, sure. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I'll be like, phew, I don't have to work now. Yeah. You know? But like overall, that's not gonna, that's me pussing out. Yeah, you feel that. And then also, you get excited to, to follow a beast. I mean, you, yeah, you, you, here's you my chance. Be, uh, a beast it, for 15, not a beast for an hour. Right. When I mean, Dane comes in and bumps and goes, well, isn't it an honor to follow? The, like, no, nah, man. Everybody's doing 15s. <laughs> the and you're first doing time an hour. it's an honor. Uh-uh. <laughs> first time it's yeah. cool. And then you're like, all right, let's. I, yeah, I'm, the, the thing about being pushed like that, I remember I did a gig with Attell in Tarrytown. And he brings me back on stage, you yeah. know, and he's like, all right, we're riffing. And oh, it was nice. just riffing for like 20 minutes. And I, I'm like, I'm not used to this with him at his speed. No, you, you I know. Like, his speed is insane. You know, like I'll say something and then he'll make it 10 times. Yeah, his underground stuff. It's like, whoa, it's crazy. And then, and, and then afterwards we're in the car and he was like, he's like, yeah, I want you to get better at that. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, wow. I want to too. And then we did it on another gig and, it, and he was kind of feeding me lines. I think he was kind of like being really generous with it. And it went it went much better. You I've know? done it with Ross a few times, Speed yeah. Roast, and it's always like, dude, I don't. This is not my thing, man. But he keep like, come on, have fun. And you realize after a while, the last time I did it at South by, it was like I was finally I was on an edible and I was like the right <laughs> level of high where everything's giggly <laughs> and everything he laughed at made me laugh. Yeah. But but it was like I had some really good lines. He was like, dude, you did really good that time. And it's like I guess just working at it. We did one. I think Dave said something like, uh, he's reading off, he's such a character. He comes out with Wikipedia facts about Baltimore when we're in Baltimore. He <laughs> said something like, uh, he's like, Sam, did you know the first uh, nursery nur- or nursing school? Oh, no, he said, the f- do, you know, do, do you know the first, uh, the railroad was built uh, this time in Baltimore? And I said, I didn't even know they had Asians in Baltimore. Yeah. And, he, and he laughed when I said, I got a good laugh. And then he, they said, do you know the first uh, nursery or nursing school here was built? And I said, as I said, I didn't know Asians lived here. Right. And that got like, that got a, and, he go, and Dave goes, yes, a twofer, a twofer. <laughs> so when you get that from Dave, you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I love it when you get a compliment from Mattel. Oh, it's, it's rare. <laughs> it's rare. It is rare. But like, I'll keep it going for a while. It'll keep, exactly. That's, that's what I think that's what comes and Quinn always says you get every comic gets just enough to not quit <laughs> yeah and that must be true like even the shittiest comics they get that one set where they're like it was meant to, it's a sign I call it hitting with a driver you play golf at all I don't know um, there's this guy Harvey Pinnock wrote Little Red Book um, and Little Blue Book and if you golf you're my friend just these instructionals he was just a caddy yeah and he just grew up and he started teaching people and he taught like masters champions uh, I didn't know Davis, you were a golfer a little bit yeah, yeah. I started when I was when I mean, I'm terrible but I've been playing since I was 12 but I mean, I shoot like 110, 115. I, I don't even know. What, I don't know anything about golf. Is not, that not good? No. 72 is par. If you're like a good golfer, you shoot in the 80s, maybe 90s. And I'm like way higher than that. I'm still kind of impressed by that though. By, by one. I mean, that oh. seems like not awful. It's awful. Okay. I mean, you'd shoot almost the same. <laughs> you probably maybe. shoot at 140. Maybe. Uh, anyway, but uh, Davis Love, when he fucking won the Masters, right after Harvey Penick died, he like fell to his knees and like touched the sky. It was like he dedicated it to him. But he was like talks about hitting a driver he goes it's too hard he goes only not even all pros only top level pros should not hit a three wood it's just an easier club to hit and the extra 20 yards you get out of the driver is nullified by all the out of bounds you're going to be hitting with the slices but everybody hits drivers everybody loves drivers yeah Those short asian guys that have the drivers that go like 40 why, feet they, away why from is them. it it's a man's club and here's the problem you hit that thing once perfectly you pure it Every two rounds, that'll keep you hitting the driver. Yeah, you'll keep hitting the driver. It's a good analogy. Once every like three weeks, <laughs> and those comics, they hit one killer set. Those shitty ass comics, and they yeah. go, "Cool, I'm staying in for another year." Because <laughs> like, yeah, you experience killing. Them. Yeah, getting a, a comment from a tell, some shit like that. Something, yeah, something just keeps you in. Um, 
Yeah, but then once he starts playing, I liked it when he, okay, he fails utterly in front of those people. The smattering of applause was fucking great. Painful. Painful. Yeah, painful. You're like, yeah. oh, it's worse than no applause. Worse than yeah. silence. Because it was pity applause. That's what it was. Like, it's done. I guess I should. Yeah. And he, lead, I mean, he gets up and walks out defeated, and his dad, Riser's there. <laughs> a comic? <laughs> that, was a tu- that was a tough scene. That was brutal. I, th- I hadn't seen it. I was like, maybe they're going to end it. Like, maybe it's going to have a dark ending. I don't know. Yeah. And then it goes back in. And your dad's like, what are you doing? And like, what is he doing? You don't yeah. even know. Because he'd already tried to fight him before. Yeah. You're like, how dark could this say he's going to kill him? tell me there's going to be a movie about jazz music, I'm already like, I don't want to see it. And you tell me it's going to end with a six-minute drum solo? I'm like, what? what? Is there dialogue? Is there? I'm like, dude, I'm out. I mean, the first time I saw that, I, I it, it stood me up. I mean, it was more packed theater, but immediately I was clapping and standing up without even... You ever give like a real standing O to somebody? Yes. But you don't even look around like, oh, everybody's standing against the shit. You don't realize, yeah. You just get up like, God damn you, it. You, you, you were applauding a theater of like three people. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so good though. It, it was, dude, it was, and also not only is it good, the, the drum solo was great, but then you have J.K. Simmons in there kind of like, kind of rooting for him. Rooting for him. So and what are you and, doing, man? And you, and you feel like you earned this with him because you've been there for the ride. Yeah, you did. You do feel like you earned it with him. <laughs> they put go, you in that place. Yeah. That's the thing a lot of movies don't do, where they go like, oh, well, they justify it like American Sniper. I'm like, I'm like, okay, the action scenes were fine. But like, I the, love, the love story was so dumb and bad. And they're like, yeah. well, they show them. I'm like, look, the Zim scene showing something. I'm like, oh, they, they asked her out. Now they're going out. Or making you really believe it. Yeah. You know? I really believed he wanted that guy's approval and that relationship. When, when J.K. Simmons goes like, what are you doing? When he fixes a symbol, when the symbol is t- topped over, yes. when his jumps over, and he comes in there and Gently fixes it so he can continue to be great. That's weirdly paternal. That moment too. It was really paternal. Like, like there's almost something like to the uh, like training wheels or something when a dad's going biking with you. When you take the wheels off, he's kind of saving him in a yeah. way. Yeah, there's something. He maybe is, that's not the right analogy, and, but and he left his real father, and now he's joining his yeah. new father. Yeah, there's yeah, something about that. Oh, he's made his. Yeah, it's like career over family too. I don't know what it is. There's something there about uh, choosing. I mean, you know, you know, he's what, where his life's going to end up at this point. Like he's a musician. Yeah. Like he's not leaving. It it might ruin his life, but he's going to be. It might ruin his He's going to be great. That's what he does. And he is great, probably. He's great already, but he's going to be one of the one of the greats, maybe. I just remember this guy, you know, Justin from um, San Jose, and now he does the um, Justin Hollister. I don't think I did. He used to manage the San Jose Improv. Now he does American Comedy Company in San Diego. Oh, I heard it's a good club. Yeah. It's really cool. Green Room needs a better door, but that's it. <laughs> um, but we were talking once, and I was like trying to be like, you know, I'm going to try to do this hour a year thing. It was right after I did my CD, and I was like, let me, I don't know. I'm going to try it. And he goes, yeah, man, I got it. He's got this real Coke vibe. He's always like, ah, 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 running around. He's like, yeah, why, not, why not be one of the greats? And he was like, yeah. Why not? If you're going to do it, why not try to be fucking, if you fall short, you fall short. But like, why not try to? Try. Be one of the be- the best you can be, at least the best you can be. That's when I hear comics doing an ambitious bit and it fails. I'm like, well, I like that they did that ambitious. Yeah, you bit. went for it. Yeah, can- yeah, good job, man. No, you were miserable. That was terrible. It's also it- so funny that you said the the door in the green because I do that shit too. Where like it's it's only stuff that matters to us, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I was also, I was talking to a waitress 
at, at some comedy club recently, and we were talking about the other comedy club there, and she's like, I heard it's terrible. I'm like, oh, I heard it's really good. She's like, yeah, but they said that the, uh, she said it's terrible because my uh, friend tried to go there and get food, and it was so busy he couldn't get food. And I was like, well, that's like, sounds, sounds great awesome. to comics, yeah, you know? Exactly. Like the, the, the chairs that Denver Comedy Works are like sort of uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's ideal. Like, but you'll have a better time. Yeah. Trust me, the fact they're all pinned in and screwed to the floor, everyone's like, I want more room. It's like, you wouldn't have as good a time if you had more room. <laughs> Absolutely. I know you don't think so, but. That's how the cellar is. I mean, yeah. the good clubs are a little uncomfortable for the for when the. When I patrons. just have to seat the comedy store and try to get people up front, and there's only going to be twenty people there that night. They're like, mm, why am I going up front? And you're like, guys, if you don't, you can go to the back. You can go. It won't. You won't have as good a time. Yeah, I know you want to be alone. You will have a worse time, but they don't know that. I used to do that at Broadway Comedy Club and that uh, people. Yeah, yeah. Did you really? It was the worst. It was. It was like. People just hated you. They're like, am I going to get picked on? And I'm like, oh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Who, who cares? Did you have to go up after you sat people? Sometimes. That? That was Which is like, they give you an intro and you're like, they could have said anything. You know I'm the fucking ticket boy. Like, what, why are we even humoring boy. you guys, you know? Yeah, you know him from when he sold you his ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so hard yeah it's, it's like if, if they get kicked out you got to get off stage and kick them out yourself you know? i saw a guy jim painter kicked the yeah. pe- people out he goes because if you don't shut up i'm gonna kick you out when i get off stage he was wearing his comedy store shirt like he was like i'm seating i'm gonna kick you out if you don't shut up oh god and they said something he's like you're being kicked out i'm just letting you know when i'm done now i will be getting you all out and then he was like you may stay the rest of the group has to leave and then he got off he didn't even leave he just was they, are they unruly at the comedy store? They can I've, be. I've only been there a couple they can times. Be. And door guys are the are comics, wanna be comics. Right. So like the idea of like, where are the door guys? Like they're out smoking pot. <laughs> they're getting drunk in the front patio. They're right. not policing the room. They're yeah. in like Gotham. That happened where once. nothing happens. Where like some guy a few times near fights and, at the store? Uh, no, at Broadway. Uh-huh. And I'm expected to throw the guy out myself. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to fight. This guy's huge, he's scary. And uh, and the bouncer's just not there. He's out like smoking a cigarette or something. something. <laughs> Happened so many times. I asked once. I got off stage and I was like, "What the fuck?" Meant to Tommy, this lady wouldn't shut up. Like the entire time, I was like, "Tommy, is there any door guy in there?" He goes, "Oh, what? what were they doing anything?" I didn't notice. I'm like I spent my entire set yelling at them, literally fifteen full I minutes know. yelling at them. <sighs> but whatever. One of the nights I was supposed to be working the door, I went up, and a guy. Just he's just heckling my entire set, and I'm like, I'm getting checks on top of it. It's not like it's a good set, so I'm like, they know me from the door. I'm doing checks. He just keeps heckling me, and I'm like, you guys are fucking trash. I'm just like going off of them, and the guy gets up and he spits on me. Whoa! And I knew it was coming because I heard a like before he did it. So it just, I heard it, and I was just like, oh, it's these guys. I hope he doesn't get my face. And he and and he just spits. Terrible people have great aim. I've noticed. Like, just gets me like right in the chest. And uh, and the waitresses, to their credit, they were like great. They liked me because they knew me from working the door. They knew I was like trying. So what they, so they barricaded the stage. All tough women barricaded the stage. Yeah, they wouldn't let him. He was trying to get on stage to me oh, to really? fight me. And he's like, "I'm waiting outside for you." You were scared, <laughs> think, weren't you, when you left? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I I remember this comic, Chris Murphy. He uh, he walked me home. Really? Like, yeah, two comics came out and they're like, "I got your back." I'm like, I think he could probably take all three of us, but wow, maybe not. But yeah, there's always that fear of like when they say they'll be back. It's like, oh no, will they? Are they gonna wait? Yeah, and then his girlfriend. And also, we're the easiest people. If someone really wanted to fuck us up, just go to the website and see where you're playing. I know where they're gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I'm on MySpace days when I, the Mexicans are always mad at me. Oh, Everybody's that's right. You did me. that that web show thing or YouTube show thing? Right? Yeah, it was a it was a DVD. Nobody, yeah. no, nobody ever knows context. That was yeah. like, you do this for the web. I'm like, I didn't. I did it for a National Lampoon's DVD. <laughs> but it was on the web. But thank you for 
whatever, saying whatever you want about me without doing any research. It's okay. It's just normal. Context it's normal is life. so important. Context is important. But anyway, they're like, I'll fucking kill you. And if someone's like, you know, my tour schedule's right to my right <laughs> on the MySpace page. It's, it's, if you do care, you can find me. If you have any motivation at all. Yeah, once I realize they never would find me, they just won't do it. Yeah. They just want to, they just want to ruin your day. I didn't know what E-Rage was but back then. What's E-Rage? E-Rage is not real rage. Uh, Ferguson, Missouri, remember that? Yeah. That was not E-Rage. <laughs> you see the difference? Yeah. Uh, when you can sit at your computer and do anything you want, like, like email or make a phone call to, uh, to NBC to let them know, or tweet to NBC, like Tracy Morgan should be banned off your... Right. Off your that's not real rage. That's fake rage. It's also fake activism. What they right. think they're you doing. You haven't even stood up <laughs> to, in order to. So it's like we need to stand up. It's like well, you're sitting at your keyboard. <laughs> yeah, to see a, a video of a cop and then like immediately write into the. Right. It's like that's not real rage. That's e rage. Yeah, you'll forget it instantly. Mike Lawrence wrote a great piece about it once. It really got me thinking. Like it comes from the same place as is this dress blue or gold? Gold right. with black or blue with white? It's like right. it comes from the same place. Like oh, what's this interesting thing now? And you can write in some comments. It's not as negative as the other, but it's the same like... It's the same part of your brain. Yeah. Oh, I'm suddenly into this now. It's full on for a day. And then, all right, it's gone now forever. It's e-rage. And it's also like people trying to be a part of something. People, yeah. It's, they desperately want to connect. They desperately they want to be, be in the 60s. Yeah. And we're not. We're not. Yeah. There is, there's no separation of fucking... Black people don't have to drink at a separate water fountain. Yeah. There's racism. There's, there's racism. definitely racism. Sure. But like, I mean, when I saw that video of uh, the guy getting shot in the back eight times, you know, that new one, I was like, that's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like that is like, that's an, it's insane that it happened. It's insane that we can now catch people with a with straight a, murder, I mean, straight murder. It's insane. And then think about how often that is happening. I was like, he's being, he's being conv- not convicted, but he's being tried for murder. They, they said we're, we're arresting yeah. him for murder. But how, but how many, how many people? How many police officers could have gotten away with this shit before yeah. video where was cameras? That? Where was that? I forgot where this one happened. Some, I don't uh, even remember the state this time. But it's literally the equivalent, like what he's saying about um, where he's like, well, there was a struggle before and this just picked up. I'm like, yeah, but he was running away. That's literally the equivalent of, of like a girl you're dating finding you in a sex tape and being like, mm-hmm. well, you didn't see the first part. You know what I mean? Well, it's the me, same. It's oh, the exactly. same way of thinking. Exactly. You know? Yeah, or if you can cut stuff out of order. I remember right after um, Comedian came out, yeah. and Orny Adams just looked so shitty in that movie. Right. And I'm like, it must be cutting. And at the time, we were talking about it, and Bobby Lee said something, and I called him a gook. You know, we're, we're, we're still really good friends, before we started fighting even. Yeah. Uh, best friends, really. And then he, was, like, he like laughed or whatever. And then later, I saw Bobby walking down the hallway of the comedy store. And I'm like, if you would have cut from me going, ah, oh, you're just a stupid gook, and immediately, don't get his reaction, immediately show him walking alone right. down the hallway. Like, <laughs> oh, you're really mean to him. Yeah. And you're like, those are two separate things. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now about that cop. You know, I did further analysis of that video. Yeah. He had a taser stuck in his leg and his chest. Right. That cop was actively being tased. That cop was? Yeah. That was guy it? had gotten his taser and shot the cop with a taser. You can see the strings when they do the higher, de- higher resolution. You can see the taser strings. Going from the cop, his chest and his leg, to the guy running away, and the fucking taser thing is around his leg. He's like pulling it with him. So, look, I don't know if he should have done it or not, right. but if he's being tased by a guy he was just struggling with for, and they did the time last for six minutes of when he's like, I need help, to, right, right. to when he's like, oh, he's been shot, 
All right, her shots fired to that. It was like a long time. I do think eight shots is, is ridiculous. Sure, absolutely. But it's not as clear cut as he was just running away and she got shot in the back. Right, right. That's, that's a good if point. If he's being tased, like, oh, fuck, I don't know what this guy does. And just like, I gotta, I, don't, I mean, right. if I'm being tased, I might unload my magazine. I might just unload into somebody. Just be like, I'm not taking any chances. Right, right. There's going to be riots when it comes up. Unless they very clearly show, but they let them off. If they don't clearly show those things. That guy also was wrongly arrested, though. Uh, and that's why I think he was scared to yeah, get. But it's uh, just not as clear cut as. No, you're right. He it just looks not like he's running cut, away. It was something about like. Uh, like he couldn't make child support payments once they locked him up. And he oh, couldn't really? go. Yeah, he was like. He was unfairly treated, too. So it was, it was just a shitty situation. <sighs> yeah. I feel, I but I do mean about it. context. So like, I I was the same way. It's like, well, there's no context in this. It's going to do anything other than just right. straight murder. No, I mean, and it's like a way like, to... Huh. Well, it's not quite the same. Yeah. And you can still be mad, but not as mad anymore. Right. If you see that, like, well, if he's actively being tased, I'm sure people are like, still, you can't do that. It's like, but you can't be quite as mad. Right. If you're really analyzing it, that's a humongous difference. That is... It, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also like on that one. I was I raged on that. I was like, "This yeah. fucking cop, what's he doing?" And then I saw that later. I was like, "I did the same shit." Yeah, everybody does. You see a headline, you just clickbait hits. Clickbait. But like I said, like man disrespects words like disrespects and own mother. It leads you to it leads you to think a certain way when you're going to watch the video. It wasn't really disrespecting. It's, her like, that when much. A, it's like it's when like a comic- mama. It's like when a comic posts a video and it's a comedian owns heckler or and something, like, and then you watch him and he just kind of was like. Quiet down, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So then he. Okay. Oh, here was the other. We'll talk about the ending soon. But like, here was the other moment that I thought was like, just lost it a little bit for me. The trial thing, and that actually come off a little because they didn't just do it straight off. Which which part is this? Testify against testify against. Oh, that was the same scene. No, no, no. That that was that was the first scene I was talking about. About like, "Mm, not sure. But now that I talked about it with you, I'm a little more like, you know what? That was okay. Yeah. The way they cut it because they well they needed it for the end, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he gets hit by the car, he's going to get his sticks. One, there's no way that was so unpredictable too. So, I, yeah, I, I, I did not see that. Coming. Just tell him a fucking coming. But you see the car coming. Boom! Flipped over. When he gets out of his car after that, all bloody, grabs his sticks and still runs to the to the to the um, performance place. And he gets there in time. It's like, eh, not really. If he had been hit and spun around a block away, maybe you know, like. The flipping over. I, I want to know like, what happened with that rental car. I hope he got insurance. Me too. <laughs> I feel like already he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. You know, even without an accident. And then with that, it's like, there's just no way. There's just no way. He's getting there on time, all bloodied. That, that a little bit. That's a slight twinge. Everything else was amazing about this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still, I didn't, that, I didn't mind that. You I kinda, didn't mind it. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'd I, 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 I kind of liked, uh, because the fact that he was like, it was that kind of dedication to make it, and then he physically couldn't do it. It was like, it was like he had given everything. And I like how the guy hit too. Was like, oh man, stay here, stay here. What are you doing? He's like, no, I gotta get my sticks. He's like, no, 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 the, the car's on fire. Don't, don't go back in there. He's like, no, I gotta get my sticks. He's like, no, no, you can stay. Where are we going? And he just runs off. That's that's being driven. That's being driven. <laughs> Dude, I see a movie like this, and it makes me want to write. I know. That's why it's good to see something, not, not only about a guy who's driven, but you see a movie that great, you're like, I got to do something good. Oh, just in general. Yeah, yeah if I yeah. put on Nevermind, Nirvana's Nevermind, yeah. it makes me sad, because I'm like, I'll never do anything that's great. That's how I feel about Annie Hall. Really? I love Annie Hall. Me too. It makes you sad? Yeah, I, 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 was, I had a 
drink with a girl once at her place and we were watching Manhattan mm-hmm. and I got so emotional. I was like, God, this is such a fucking perfect movie. And I, I, I it was like ruined my night how good it was. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, well, this is so good. I'll never make something this good. And she was like, what do you, t- I mean, what do you, why can't you just, just enjoy it? it? I'm like, I'm like, I do, but I also, I'm like, it's because you're relating it back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also pretty drunk. I think that played a role. And I was sure. like, I need to take a walk. I just took a walk. Really? Yeah. Yeah. After I saw the Louis Dane Cook episode, you ever see that one? Yeah. Yeah. I finished it, pressed stop on whatever I was playing. And I just sat there for like an hour. I was like, huh. You thought it was really good? I thought it was really well done. Yeah. It where, just made me he, like, where Louis kind of gives, he plays it to the other side. Louis's like, no, you stole bits from me. And yeah, but Dane's but, like, I didn't. But he gave Dane's like, well, you say your piece. Say what you want to say. Like, I mean, as a director, he's like, you say, Dane, what you want to say, and my character will say what he, he wants to say. Is that how they did it? No, but I'm guessing because he's like, dude, I didn't steal a fucking bit from you. 1983, 1993 was supposed to be my year, 2003. It was supposed to be my year, and you ruined it for me. I don't, I don't know. The whole, I got to watch that episode again. That was a good episode. Mm hmm. The way Louis, I mean, uh, Norton's just backstage. Like, what are you doing? Creeping. Yeah, I love 14-year-old pussy. I love <laughs> it's like, that. Jesus, man. I love that. <laughs> and that, yeah, that was good. And also that, yeah, didn't Dane say like, he's like, what, you, you think I've never gotten an itchy asshole or something like that? Wasn't that one of the bits? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that one and the Joan Rivers one were, were really. There's some of those where I'm like, wow. But yeah, when you see some sort of like level of greatness, you're like, damn, because you are a performer. That's what Louis, he goes for. Like, there'll be an episode that misses, but he never, it's never like an episode where he doesn't go for it. You know, he, he really, he, he puts out some, yeah. that's how I felt about that show, Mr. Show. They went for it. Every sketch was like something unique and awesome. Even if, even if I didn't like it, I was like, wow, they did, they took a chance there. Yeah. Did you get bored of this movie at all? No, I didn't. Me neither. I wondered though, because sometimes I look back at movies where I see it a second time, like, oh yeah, the middle was kind of boring. Like Hangover, where people like, People saw it after the hype, and like the middle third was boring, and you see it, and you're like, oh yeah, it kind of was. Just I don't the first remember. Part and the last I saw part. it in the theater. I, I yeah. remember liking it. You don't remember liking it? No, I did like yeah. it. I saw it in the theater, Me and too. everyone was laughing. Yeah. It was a good way to see it. Pack theater is the best way to see comedy. But like, uh, I went back and watched this one with nobody in it, and it was like still like fuck. That was I was never bored. You get what I'm saying. You got to turn your phone off, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, turn, I try to always do that though with movies. I, I oh, really. I, I try. I, when I'm watching movies here in my apartment, oh, no, yeah, I leave yeah. my phone on, but I'm like, I'm not giving it a full chance. Yeah. I'm not letting myself but get emotionally But in the theater, invested. I'm like, you're paying the money. You may as well you see ha- Also, you just have to. That's just etiquette. You just can't have your phone on and texting and doing anything. Just turn your phone. You have to. You have to turn your phone off. Yeah. There's certain, that and Birdman, I feel like, were the two where, the, of the last year that I was like, whoa, really like, did not was not bored at all. Both great scripts, I thought. Bird, I got a little bored of Birdman. Did you? Yeah, there was parts that were like, I get the the no cutting, but like, it's boring my eyes. Oh. But um, I love that. Not I a lot. It was amazing. I loved it too. I think that's, that's the thing. Like he went for it. This the this time out of scene. like reality kind of thing. You know, like oh, is he flying now? What's his, what's the deal? Like losing reality and just going doing your own thing, kind of the same way Black Swan did. Like is she growing feathers? Like shut up, just enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know I, I I feel like great movies have to have one scene where you're like, oh my fucking god. And I felt Birdman had that where uh, the scene where he got locked out and had to walk through Times Square. And he's like fast walking. It was amazing. And then yeah, and then People he and then, to him. and then they yeah, and they walks and he does the last line from the. I mean, that with was a, with a finger gun. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And then this movie, the last part where he does the solo. I mean, those are like the two scenes. I think you just are like, wow. Where he does what? The solo in the end and J.K. Simmons is kind of cheering. Those two scenes are like, wow, I'm going to think about those scenes a lot. Yeah, then he call, he finally calls in the rest of the band. The band plays for like 
30 seconds and then back to drum solo done i mean he's even playing in the dark the lights go down he just keeps playing <laughs> once the credits came on too i don't even know if the audience was i mean the the um audience in the movie was clapping not in the movie theater in the in the, in the actual like lincoln center wherever they were playing i don't know if you got to assume they, go to, they, they must have been though no no they would have been but i'm saying like it went to black before they clapped on the screen yeah, yeah could you hear clapping i don't think so or it was just went done it was done i think it was done oh god such a good movie yeah it really was i mean for sure we like it more because we're comics because we're like artists in that I way think anyone who like artists. anyone who's like who loves what they do i think maybe it's that probably too. likes maybe a lawyer maybe a really good lawyer would like it the same maybe way. yeah if you if you're obsessive and what kind of all obsessive people i mean because we have hit perfection at points we have heard greatness in a line or one joke or one bit or a set maybe you have a one set, great sure. set so like we've done it so i know what it's like and then also we kind of and just e- getting a percentage up even to be an okay comic i feel like you have to work pretty hard harder than i would i thought we'd have to i thought i was just gonna get drunk all the time and yeah. just you know how long they, are you in how many years about 10 i feel like it takes 10 i was talking to nick mullen about it, it was like 10 years just to be proficient and you still have very little credits to, to, to show for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Really, you're an apprentice for 10 years. What uh, Where are you at? Uh, 15, 16. 16 in May. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just it takes a long time. Um, but What, what but were you even, saying about that, though? Oh, no, just that when I got into this, I was so young that I thought I was just going to be like, oh, I'll just drink a lot and do comedy. If and I was then, smarter, if I was as worldly as I am now getting into it you know in my 20s i'd be like oh no don't just can you imagine starting this with a level head you have to be delusional you have to be the idea that i'll make it based on you don't know how to do this you were just funny with your friends (laughs) exactly that's like i'm good at winning arguments with my friends i should be a lawyer for the supreme court right like what are you talking about exactly that's that's one of the best analogies i've ever heard that's hilarious (laughs) holy shit yeah that if i was if you're aware at all in the first two years you would quit i think yeah because like those first couple of years, I was like, "This is the worst." But you get just enough. It's like that Colin Quinn thing. You get just enough in those first two years to not. When he beats the drum with his yeah. hand, just fuck, fucking fuck, and he just puts his fist through the drum set. Yeah, I'm like, I've done that. I've gone to the comedy store. And Mitzi goes, "No, you're not ready," and just gone to the main and just start throwing chairs. Oh yeah, I want it. I want it. I remember after a Montreal audition, I bombed. Yeah, I was so mad. I bombed, and I was just like. I was on the verge of like flipping out on the subway. I'm going home. It's like it's like that. It all dies down. I'm on this train, and this is like such a New York moment. This dance troupe just gets on the subway and they start dancing like crazy. Yeah. One of the guys just gets in my face and starts like dancing around me. Oh, and just, I hate when they and do I that. just like I I was so low at that point that I just started laughing. I was like, all right, I'm okay. You really? know, yeah. That's kind of the moment where I was like, it can't like. I, it was such a silly situation Ridiculous. when I felt so sad yeah. that I was like, all right, so should, life goes on. Get out of your head. I mean, you know, right. but right. but you, we've all felt that point where you, where you lose it. Yeah, you got to have your breaking point. The nicest comic will call someone a cunt at some point on stage. <laughs> yeah, just driven to you it. You know, the nicest comedian will, if you don't, you're not doing enough sets. Turns you into a bad person, too. <laughs> I mean, after a while, it turns you into like you look at everything through idiot colored glasses for so long. That oh, you're yeah. like, fuck that guy, fuck that movie, fuck that show, fuck that guy, fuck that food. Yeah. And and also, I mean, that that level of narcissism that I 
I hate to say I related to when he was telling that girl, like, you'll resent me for doing this every night. Like, I've had those oh, stupid yeah. thoughts. Oh, same thing. It's like for comedy. It's like, this is night. When you want to go out and go on dates, I, I literally can't. Come with me to the club. <laughs> yeah. That's the best I can do. I had a compromise with Kate Hicks once. Where she is was that like, next oh, girlfriend? Yeah. My first big girlfriend. My One of my true loves i guess <laughs> I i've never seen you like slow down and look dreamy-eyed like that <laughs> i was just thinking about her the uh, other day she won't talk to me anymore why did you cheat on her yeah i did uh i i don't i felt like she never found out about it but maybe she did because she was at some point, she was. I was like, "Why? Why won't you talk to me?" Because I think you I mean, think about it. You should know. I'm like, "What? I honestly don't know." Did you talk oh, to Christian? She definitely knows. But I mean, it was years later. We were still friendly, and st- it was like one time when I was at home in Maryland was just some girl. One time when I was, and I was thinking like maybe she got a venereal disease, but I didn't get anything till fucking six years after we broke up. Oh wow! Yeah, I got chlamydia or whatever. <laughs> then it's like, but it's like that wasn't. Yeah, maybe she, maybe she knew I. She what? You do these things where you're like, you convince yourself, like, well, they don't, can't know this. So you really, in your mind, go like, I'm just what? They're mad at me for this thing only. And then the thing that you think that they wouldn't know, you just put it out of your head because they wouldn't know it. Yeah. You know? Like when someone will say something like, you're shitty for doing this thing. And they just forget they've done the exact same thing because they're like, well, this person doesn't know about that. And you really just let it go from your head. Also, years later, you really think fondly on people that weren't great for you you know i mean we should know maybe she knew i cheated on her but i i build up some ex-girlfriends where i'm like they were so great why did i do that and then like and then you start to really think about it and you're like oh she was always mad at me or you know or she she didn't really support what i was doing you break down yeah. those things and and you're just thinking of like a good feeling they gave you for a moment and and you're remembering that feeling the jill sobilly song about um which song? Jill Sobilly or Sobule. I forget her, how to say her name. She had a song at the Clueless soundtrack. Um, I supermodel. Know. I want to be a supermodel. Anyway, she had some other song about remembering her ex-boyfriend's smile. And like, he had such a good smile, such a good smile. Like, what did it, and, then, and then like, oh yeah. When you get back together with him, I was like, oh, you're mean to me. Oh, you fuck my, bo- my brother. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, it's like you forget about all that stuff. But Kate was always super supportive. Maybe, I mean, can you call her? I try. She won't talk to me. Really? I mean, she won't talk to me. I had to call her, email her a couple times. No. What does she do? She works at like a research lab in Maryland. But like we went to college. She's my so first get a gig at Magooby's Joke House. I tried. Whenever I went back, I was like, I want to talk to you. I like email her. She wouldn't email back. Email, email. Then I'd call her work. I'm like, well, can you please let her know that I'd like, like talk to her? I'll call again. And then she emailed me. She said, I just don't think we should do this. Yeah. I don't see, I'm like, for old time's sake, it's not worth it. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's what it is. Yeah, it's it's. I have not been in that many relationships where you know. It's the only time I've ever cheated. Cheated. Really? I've been like, I'm not going to be monogamous to you. <laughs> you know, so don't expect me. <laughs> that's to. That's a great move, though. But that's like, I don't see that as cheating. That's just like, I'm telling you what I'm going to be doing. It's a good move. Well, if they're into it, but like that was the only one. Fuck. Yeah, that's this whole a- time. Like, what? I don't know what it is, but it's like. It just hit you right now, you mean? Well, you sort of bury it, because it was like one time, and I know she didn't know about it. I mean, I went home to visit college. Well, she's not talking to you. She's definitely not listening, yeah? No. But, like, we we still dated a year after that. Wow. 
How long total? A year and a half when she moved out here, not here, LA. So I graduated first, then she graduated six months later. Then oh, I, so you were like this like a while ago? My first girlfriend, yeah, in college, on and off in college. But she's is my she girl. married? I don't know anymore. But she wasn't for a while. Are you Facebook friends? Do you creep on her at all? I used to. I created an entire MySpace fake account so I could get her because she had a private account uh-huh. so that I could get her to like me. I mean, a, a friend me so I could see what she's up to. I just wanted to see what she's up to. We had a deal where it's like just every six months or a year, just tell me what you're doing these days. If you don't want to be friends yet, that's fine. But just, I want to know what's your life. Yeah. Fuck, it's hard. When someone's made their mind up, it's just, there's no turning them. Sometimes. There's things in life that I'm realizing more and more that just like, there's things you can make up for. And there's other things that you just can't make up for. Yeah. And as much as you want to be like, like your dad, I'm sure, is like, well, I want to be a good dad. It's like, well, you'll, it, it's, you can't. Right. You can't be this guy that Sam Morrill loves and looks up to. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I explained done. to them. I was like, I kind of, you know, you have your role in life and you can have a really minimal role or you can have no role at all. That's kind of yeah. what I'm offering. Right. But it's like, it's over. I don't care. Yeah. Don't, some people, like, it's, you're just not going to make it up to them. Yeah. You just have to understand and say, fuck, I guess hopefully next time I'll be better. And I won't have another person hate me forever, but this one's done. Yeah, it's like the guy to go back to Whiplash. He was he was a dick. He wanted her back. She's got a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. Well, what if I? It's not going to work. There's nothing you can do to make it work. Just know you have to take next girlfriend. You have to show them more attention. You learn too. Like I, I see. I, I've been single for a while now, but I see things in like friends. Like I, maybe I'll have a friend who's dating someone. I'm like, oh, I'll never do that to someone. I see that it upsets right. her. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or, or, or you just. Yeah, be super jealous or something. That's, I think, the worst quality. One of the worst. I was only jealous when things were happening. What do you mean? Like, there was something that, like, makes you check someone's email. Or makes you check someone, and immediately you find... I remember once I was dating this girl, and she had a studio apartment in Los Feliz. And she was talking on the phone. I was using her computer. It's kind of like this. But Mm -hmm. the bed was here instead Mm -hmm. of a couch and the no, no bedroom. And uh, but a full kitchen, and so like there's like, a wall here. And she was talking. She hello. I was on a computer. She was like talking. She was like, oh cool, yeah, yeah. And then she walked to the to the kitchen and kept talking there. And I was like, hmm. Just you know, as observers of the human condition, like comics are, I was like, I wonder why she walked to the. And then uh, looked to see the last phone call, who it was. And then I looked at her MySpace, and this guy's like hitting on her all the time. And it's like, oh, subconsciously you left because you know this guy's hitting on you. She didn't even do anything with that guy, but just like. You're allowing a guy to keep flirting with it's you. It's a lie. She's lying it's to you. It's a lie. And then yeah. eventually she like ended up dating some other guy while we were dating. Uh, but it was like, and that might have been well, other that times. That behavior is, it's, it's a red flag and you have to either confront them or just but it's get like out. This, yeah, there's something in it you sense where you're like, I'm sensing a jealousy. But there's that and there's also like, fuck you, who are you with? Who are you with tonight? And you're like, I'm my friends, relax. Like that shit's awful. My fr- I have a friend who got a message on Facebook from a girl after a show and his girlfriend was mad, and he's like, I didn't respond. Right. <laughs> like, what else can I do? I didn't, you know, it's like, that's the world we live in now, where you can either give into those temptations at all, or even, even flirt. Even, it's hard to not even at least flirt, you know? But oh, you're right. not going to have a healthy relationship unless you kind of give those up. Oh, right. I mean, I met a girl. I, those I, are fun to have. They but are then so I guess fun. lead to a position where you have to, like, question whether or not you can actually do it. You're not giving everything romantically to your girlfriend if you have those. So I, I I met a girl at Caroline's after a show a few weeks ago. She was so pretty. And uh, she was on a date. 
I was like, are you guys serious? And she's like, it's like a first or second date, whatever it was. And I was like, you got to give me your phone number. You're so pretty. Like, I, I want to see you again. Yeah. And she did. Kind of reluctantly. You, she's you like, feel oh. really bad about the guy. Like, well, then I started talking to him for a while, and I was just like, yeah, but they're not serious. I was, you know, I had a few women. I was like, yeah, they're not serious. So then they left. I texted her, like, I definitely I have to see you. And she's like, cool, sounds good. And then like, I kind of slipped on it. And a couple of weeks later, she's like, he just asked me to be exclusive. And like, I, I'm not that type of girl that would right, keep she, it. So, and I was like, why respect her now? So yeah. now, like, maybe down the road. If she's I like, could, I'm single now, I'm I, like, cool, let's go out. I, well, that's what I said to her. I was like, maybe if, maybe if you're single, I can like bug you in a few months or something. She's like, that sounds great. And I was like, all right. So that's all. That's, I'm not going to bug a attached girl like that. But, uh, but, you know, but that's the type of person I'm like, oh, she's a good girl and she'll be a good girlfriend probably. Yeah. That's what you want, right? Loyalty. But just just those like those little that. flirt yeah those little flirt relationships lead to nothing. But they're also sort of fun. It's like it's like going out and playing with your all the girls going out for a nice evening. You know, just it let's is, gossip. And it's stuff. definitely it's like, fun. Well, you're not doing that with your got with your boy, your husband. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Overall, what else was about this movie that you liked or enjoyed? I like that. I mean, man, that made me cry a, a few times. I think. The Not movie? from any sort of sadness. Yeah. Just no, like, maybe when the girl was like, well, I got this boyfriend. Maybe that it was sad. But every other time it was like, wow. It was like, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Yeah, that kind of crying. Was yeah, like, oh yeah. I, I, you know what I liked? I liked the scene in the dinner table with the with the family, how they just don't get what, that what he's doing is cool. Yeah. Cause I, I, you feel the same way with your comedy, right? Well, I felt that way. You know, I come from a family where my, my well, who I was raised by my dad, who raised me, who's you know who yeah. I love, but he's a lawyer. Yeah. My brother and sister, stepbrother, stepsister, are both lawyers. So it's like dinner table. I feel like for the longest time they were kind of like this comedy thing is you know you feel you don't connect in that in that way, yeah. and I and I totally relate to that in that scene. You know, right. mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, well, this kid's doing this. And it's a more obvious. This connection. guy's the MVP of his team. Sport, like, well, Division three, man. Division three. The NFL's but, never going to call you. The sp- sports is a more easy thing to connect to than than an art because we all watch sports in some way. Most people, you know, yeah. so so it's easier to be like, oh, I see his achievement in numbers and stats and this, and you're like, you don't know what that guy that kid is doing, but he's doing something amazing. Yeah, because he even said like, well, can you even have a music um, contest? Isn't that subjective? And he goes, no, it's not. It's not subjective. We all know who the greats are. Yeah. Even if you don't like someone, you know they're great. Because you're also playing the standards. So it's not like comedy contests. We're like, I like your originality, and you're guessing their originality. Right. Or I like your delivery style. It's like, really, it's like... Who killed Whiplash? Let's all go... Exactly. Who kills this this standard? Did you play it perfectly with some flair in the right way? It's not subjective. That scene was awesome, I thought. that was It was funny, with the, and it with was... With the family? Yeah, and it was, it was also just like... And then when his father takes the guy's side, that's what sends him to like walk away from the table. There was, you know, it was also interesting. I, I noticed in the beginning where they're eating the popcorn with the raisinets, and he's uh-huh. like, "I don't understand you." His dad says that to him. Mm-hmm. He just—that's such a blunt thing for a father to say to a son. I don't understand you just because of the raisinets. That's why you don't put ra- raisinets on his hot popcorn because he's because he's appeasing what you wanted in your yeah. In your and then in the end they're eating popcorn again. I noticed and there's no raisinets in there. Right. So maybe they're, they, he understands them more now. I don't know. Maybe that was, that's one of symbolic. those like metaphor type things where it's like, I understand. He's like, oh, that's a funny line, but I, I didn't see it as too hard, but you're right. But it's like, I don't understand yeah. you as yeah. a person. Forget this popcorn. And he said it in kind of a silly way, but like you read that line, you're like, that's a fucked up thing to say mm-hmm. to your son. I don't understand you. 
And you realize he doesn't. It's he like, doesn't. Because all through the movie, he's like, is that big? Do you want to get the guy's approval? Is that someone you care about? And he goes, yeah, I mean, I can make first chair. If, and he goes, oh, okay. Because when he said the guy saw me, he goes, eh. And, he goes, and this is someone you, you care about his approval? And he goes, yeah. Yeah. And then his dad, in the end, you see his face when he's succeeding at the drums. And you see that he kind of... His dad went back in on that? Out of my memory already. No, he at the end, he's you know he watches them fail, he hugs him, then he goes back out, and you see the dad watching like, wow. Oh, really? Yeah, and and that's kind of maybe a moment where it's like, oh, I do. He does understand, I think. So that's like yeah. a moment where he's succeeding for his mentor and his father, maybe. Yeah. It's weird to also call him just, his mentor because he's so abusive. But. So abusive. Also, he's kind of just passed both of them. When he's like, I'll cue you in. That's a great point. Yeah, he does kind of pass both of them. He's I'll like, cue he's, you in. He's like, oh, yes, sir. Because he's like, I'm just a teacher. J.K. Simmons is just a teacher. And his dad is a failed artist, also a teacher, right? Yeah, failed artist writer. That's right. Now he so, teaches high school. So he's eclipsed both of them in that moment, kind of. And he's like, you keep teaching. You keep doing what you're doing. The father, you keep writing and doing your thing. But I'm doing, this is my thing now. I'm not better than you, worse than you. I know it doesn't matter. Once you get to that point artistically, we're like, oh, none of this matters. I'm just trying to write and develop new jokes. <laughs> or I'm just trying to like be the best drummer I can be or whatever it is. Like, any sort of feedback, any sort of setback, your sitcom gets canceled. None of that matters. Because stand- we're all stand-ups at heart. I yeah. Mean, I mean, uh, you know. Because I- like that's just either delaying your stand or like some show instead of some other shows. Like, hey, I've got stage time. So whether there's 100 grand this year I'm going to make or four grand, I've got stage time. Anything else is a distraction. It's really how I look at it. When they're like, you want to do this? Distract. Or like when I will have something with someone, they're like, you can hash out your beef on this pod- on some podcast. I'm like, I want to get back to my life. I want to write jokes. Like jokes are like, you know what I mean? Not this yeah. podcast. I mean like when, when you're like have something with yeah, someone. Hash out your beef. I'm like, here's my thought. Don't let people you hate choose how you live your life. Exactly. Don't let the people that you don't like make you do anything you want to do. So yeah. when the Mexicans get mad at me online, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to go back to writing <laughs> That's just such a funny sentence. <laughs> surfing Twitter, yeah. <laughs> when the Mexicans get, get mad, mad at me, me online. <laughs> it's just like, you're not going to choose what I do or exactly. what I respond but to. When you get that, huh. like you had a good response because we, we were talking about that, like just, you know, people trolling you and stuff like that. And you were just like, oh, I'm not really thinking about it. And I was like, well, that's the healthy way to go uh-huh. about it. Like I... I'm the same way. I'm like, when people are like, you should like, I'm like, oh, if I have any of that beef, I'll maybe write one response and then just step away just so people yeah. know where I stand. But for the most part, I don't, some people respond to every hateful tweet. I'm like, I just, I want to write jokes. I want to get back to jokes. Well, I had my two sisters once. My, they were trying to plan a, a 75th birthday for my father. And his birthday was December 26th, I think. And it was like, you want me to fly home December 26th? I don't have Christmas. Like that's, you want me to join the Christians in the worst travel period of the year. In just hell. Yeah. So I can go home for, and I know that dad doesn't care about birthdays. He doesn't care about that shit. He's yeah. an introvert like all, like the rest of the males in the can family. They, can you maybe fly in like a few, can you celebrate a few days early Yeah, or can we do it late November or, or whatever? I'll be happy. Yeah. Anyway, my little sister was like, oh, it'd be really nice. You know, it'd be cool. I'm like, all right. I mean, I'll try, but it's just such a tough time and travel in general right now is hard. And then my oldest is like, you know. He's done a lot for you. And if you can't help him, it's just really shitty of you. <laughs> and at first it makes me want to go like, fuck off. And then I was like, no, I just stopped myself. Like, I'm not going to respond to the hateful comment Yeah, more than I respond to a kind, Ari, we'd really like you there. It'd be nice if you could. Like, why am I responding more to this hatefulness than yeah. kindness? So then from then on, I try. To because be like, she's raising the energy. That's why. I mean, yeah. She- and so you want to meet that energy. Yeah. But just go, no, you can have that energy. It'll go right over my head. I'll be busy in the pocket writing jokes. <laughs> Right. You guys, you Mexicans, or you whatever it is, whatever the beef is, the people who say Tracy Morgan should be fired for saying, I want to stab my baby. Hey, man, you just keep going writing jokes. Don't 
now start doing a bunch of shit because he did. He eventually had to start giving, you know, doing like press conferences, the apology for gay tour, rights, the he apology. Was on and it's like NBC, yeah. now you're living your life differently than you would for people that really quite annoy you. That's why I love Joan Rivers because she never said sorry. No, why would you be sorry for she trying? She was jokes? never sorry. I mean, she really just went to the grave being like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, and that's that's how I hope we all go. You know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> she was hilarious. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, the, the, if you yeah, if you're actually your, your sorry, mom then, is like then your say mom sorry. is like you're you're gonna respond more to her than if Norman was like, "Can I meet you today?" I think Mark Norman is like, "Can I meet you today?" But your mom's like crying, like, "I need to meet you." Then it's like you'll go to your fake mom, and you're like, "Why am I going to you instead of Mark Norman, who just acts politely?" Let's have lunch. Exactly. That, well, that's kind of what don't let to people you hate. Choose I can't how you live. see her without her draining me, without her just taking and taking. That's kind of what I told her in my biological. Yeah, then like, don't like, even think about it. In my biological dad, I was like, "You guys have brought nothing positive to my life, and and I should get to choose when to cut this relationship." Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's you know fair. And also, it's like if you look at the high school people who used to like fuck with you, you know, like pick on you and stuff. It's like at some point you'd like if they if they got brought up now in conversation, you'd be like, "Oh, I haven't thought of that guy in fucking fifteen years." <laughs> But like at a time, you would have fucking done lots of things differently in order to like please him or, or get back at him or whatever. And really, if you just stop caring, then they lose, they lose all their, their power. power. Yeah, And you don't even care if they have power or not. You're just like, you guys do whatever you want. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Because I'm not thinking about it at all. It's all, it's all a drain. And, it's all a drain. And uh, yeah, she made another point. I did jokes about him on Last Comic Standing. Not I your- did- biological father uh-huh. and they're very tame jokes they're like silly one-liners to be honest i'm the butt of them really yeah. you know and and they made a huge deal about signing the contract and she kept bringing it up i convinced him to sign the contract i'm like i mean that's a fucking oh, given that would write the okay to use yeah because because nbc legal so paranoid you know and yeah. i was like this was the most innocuous nothing it, yeah if i is i've it's like the least possible thing i could ask for you know and uh, certain people just drain you. They just they do nothing but like that's how they function, and they act like it's for your benefit, but it's but it's for their benefit. Oh, it was complete. I said she's like I'm just trying to do what's best. I said you're just trying to do what's best for you. Yeah, my sister wanted to plan this party, and she wanted to be the hero to plan this party, so she was yelling at me because of that. But she, but it's, it's, like, she, it's but she lives. Yeah, with, you're not listening. Where, to me. Is, where your parents live? She lives 25 minute driving. <laughs> so yeah, it's not the same thing at all. Yeah. They're me flying from L.A. On Christmas, or the, it's like, come on, man, you're not looking at my side at all. That really is. I don't think I've ever traveled on Christmas. Why would you? We're Jews. We there's no that. reason. That's the one benefit. Hanukkah doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna. It's gonna be tough to get tickets home or Passover. No, it's not. Nobody cares about mid-April. I love Christmas Day in New York. It's great. It really is. It's the first year I got Greg Rogel, season here. Greg Rogel used to have Christmas a bit spirit. about on Christmas Day the Jews own the city. <laughs> That's how I feel. It really is. <laughs> Um, yeah, this guy, this kid, this drummer kid, yeah. he was pretty good acting wise. He was great, um, but he wouldn't let his family choose how he lived his life. All the fucking naysaying, all the needling, and like you should, you should, and, and a little bit he fell prey to it, like the arguments, and then he's like, oh. and then he he literally leaves the dinner table and goes. The next scene is back to drumming. And that was the first scene I think we saw him kind of be a dick and stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. Before he was always kind of the victim, like uh, and w- because he liked this thing that was greater than him. I think maybe his his family, what he thought was less than him. That's a good point. But then, maybe. In, I loved in the scene, 
too, where J.K. Simmons makes him cry for the first time in front of everybody, and the one tear comes out. He's like, "Oh, you're a one tear crier. <laughs> you're one of those." That was one so tear. funny. Yeah. Oh my Don't god! Don't tell me you're one of those one tear <laughs> motherfucker. Good morning, cocksuckers. The way he makes everybody wait. He goes, "We're not leaving here until we get a drummer." Guys, take ten. Take an hour. Take a shit. I don't care. Yeah. And then it's like you said that was nine p.m. when they start, and it was two a.m. We're like, all right, everybody, come back in. He made every, all the other guys had to wait around. And I like how they weren't like, man, fuck you guys. They were like, yeah, we get it. I'm sure that I'm sure the trumpet colleges, section has been through it too. Don't most colleges have like some dean that walks around that just like pokes his head into the classroom sometimes? I feel like that never happened for this guy no, ever. He was the guy. I guess. I like how everybody wanted his approval too. In the beginning, they see him at the door and then it's like they're all shaking their head like, no, nah, I didn't come in today. But the way he bursts in, both doors open, you know, when he does yeah. enter the first time, like, let me hear the drums. He just, he's so cruel. He goes, all right, drums, you're with me. No, not not second chair, first chair, <laughs> Nelson or whatever his name is. And it's like that's how you broke it to him that he's not first Neiman. chair anymore. Neiman, yeah, Neiman. Do he? Yeah. Come on, come on. Also, the other guy. Kinda, I don't have time for this. He got kind of jacked for this movie too. Like I noticed when he's like putting his arms, I'm like, dude, J.K. Simmons is kind of buff. So, so like he's doing this, you know, this classical music thing. But he's a guy that looks like kind of like an athlete. You're like, Jesus Christ. It kind of added some manliness yeah. to it. I the thought vein in his head was so, was so fucking weird. Yeah. And that one scene, though, where you, the one scene where you kind of see him weak is the is the crime. yeah. But he also had the thing when he um, when he sees that guy. I don't think it's the same guy who killed himself, but he sees the guy in the hallway. It's like, "How you been? Oh, you little girl. Are you gonna play for me someday? Are you gonna play piano for me someday?" Oh, that's interesting. And you showed him like, "Oh, he loves his students. He loves them. There's a former student now. He's still playing, and it's like, all right, I gotta go. Hey, fuck all you guys. And yeah. it's like, wow. But he drives them because he cares." Or because he doesn't like, maybe he looks at that guy's like, "I'll be nice," because they're not, they're nothing to me now. Oh, maybe. maybe that's how he looks at it. Because like, it, you know, but I don't know the way he cried when Sean died, when he heard about his his other guy dying. I wonder if he cries for the loss, or he cries because he feels some responsibility for it. Because he hung himself. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get that the first time because you don't realize yeah. he hung himself to way later, and they had to look back on it. Yeah. Did they say it was a car accident earlier? Or he no? said he died in a car accident this morning. Ah, uh, okay. So maybe, I don't know if he feels guilt. I don't know, because you'd think maybe it would go with his character to be like, well, that guy's weak, he wouldn't have made it anyway. Or or also, he'd be like, if it was me, he'd be like, I mean, I can't be responsible for depression. This is years later. Right. It started around this time. So does it happen, that happens a lot with people that are 22. They start depression for the first time. But, but it's I so common to blame you. If you're someone's influence who pushed them, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like if, I, if, if I gave you a bad intro and then you went into depression, it's like, no, <laughs> comedy is what gave you the depression. Not <laughs> you my said bad, clubs and colleges, intro. dude. You yeah. should have said that. <laughs> there was one time Theo Vaughn, I brought him up and I didn't, I'm terrible intros. Yeah. He was so right. He's a funny comic. He's, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, too. you wouldn't expect him because he's a good looking guy. I met him in like year one. Really? He came to my college and he let me open for him and he was, oh, that's he was, cool. he was really nice. But uh, but I was like, oh, this guy's really funny. Uh, uh, he was on Real World. Uh, give it up, Theo Vaughn. And he was like, as he comes, like, come on, man, don't do me like that. That's how you're going to introduce me. And I was like, shit, sorry. What he doesn't want to be said, Real World. It was fucking 15 years ago, and it's like it's it's beneath him. It's demeaning. Like that's not who he is. He's a comic. He didn't get that out of comedy. Yeah, he you're did right. comedy after that. It's like yeah. me saying like he won his most most improved player in ninth grade basketball. Yeah, which would be a better intro. It's not as cheese dickish. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I went up to afterwards, like that was bad. I don't think it was. You know what though? I I, I think not the worst thing, but it's like give him a fighting chance. 
just just do it. Yeah. I don't have to know all his credits, but it's like this guy's absolutely hilarious. You guys will love him. I just hate when they give like clearly fake ones. Like when I used to be at, I did it for a while. Danger Fields, and they yeah. would just give you just the the host just doesn't give a shit. You're like clubs and colleges all over. It's pretty, the audience doesn't even know what that means. Yeah, what does that mean? Clubs and colleges. He would just make shit up about me. He'd be like, "You seen him on Premium Blend?" I'm like, "You could just say real shit." I've done. Like, you don't have to just make it up because now I feel like a fraud. I tell people because it's such a it's such an intro heavy city. L.A. people don't care as much. Really? Yeah, here it's like, what do you want for your credits? Or like, I don't know, whatever. When I'm hosting, I just say to be to be nice. I don't, you know, I don't really oh, care yeah, exactly. that much. But and I, don't even I just me. don't want it to be a lie. I just feel weird than bringing it up to a lie. But I say like, well, just make some shit up about me in high school. Like say we're in sleepaway camp together and fucking make up a story. Like I really don't care. William Stevenson always says MTV for me because I think he just assumes I was on Guy Code or something. <laughs> and I just always say I've never been on MTV. They don't. Want, I'm too morose to be funny. on MTV, you know? <laughs> they want upbeat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I just don't feel. I don't like that. I don't like the fake intros. Fake, it's always dumb. I always always be in the crowd when they're like when I had nothing, no credits. When they were like Comedy Central, HBO, it's on <laughs> this, and I would be in the crowd like ready to go up. So you know, sometimes you're in the crowd. I would turn and be like, no, that's not true. And like HBO, like no, that's not true. Either. <laughs> I did this one out. No, it's not true. And then go up on stage. I felt so shitty. I was like, that's not. That's a lie. Don't lie about me. Don't give, lie about me that I'm worse. Don't lie about <laughs> me that I'm better. Yeah, that's yeah. cheesy. Yeah, someone to Mike Kaplan did to Mike Kaplan recently. They were like, "Oh, I don't remember this guy. He's got an hour special on a Comedy Central. He's like half hour." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, gotta, you feel like you have to like. Got to yell out and correct. Otherwise, him. you feel like you're bragging yourself and lying yourself. <sighs> yeah, well, it is weird. Like overseas, I think they frown upon it too, right? If what? you credits, they think it's maybe I don't know. I think they do. They either know you or they don't. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to say from Seinfeld? Oh, well, it's going to be one of three guys. <laughs> you know and then i'll know them all if it's not like and you see barry diamond like oh you were in what one episode oh now my, now my hopes were high now they're down some i guess like it if someone's like this person's been on the tonight show i'm like oh cool like they're like probably a good comic or something but like for the most part we either recognize you or don't i like to give credits that are so random like when i bring up bill burr once in a while i'll bring up from the move sh- from the show townies on was he on like, yeah, it was a Molly Ringwald show that he was on. Hilarious. And then uh, that. And oh, then, I bet uh, he gets a kick out of that. Oh, he funny. does. He's like, Townies. Or Brian Callen goes on. I'm like, from uh, Seventh Heaven, because he did like seven episodes. That's <laughs> great. Like, Dude. But that's okay, because like, we're fucking around. Yeah, that's funny, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't mind at I all. I think that's great. Yeah. He also goes over the crowd's head. They don't know. It's like, oh, is that a show? And then, and then it's like <laughs> Joe Mack and I used to do that to each other. Joe would just bring me up. We'd be like, "Oh, this next comedian's a real piece of shit." That's <laughs> be my intro. I'd be like, "This next guy's not a man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we. I love that too. Well, let's wrap this up. Where can people find cool. you? Uh, you got like, a website? You mean, like, club? Oh yeah, dot com. M o r r i l. Yeah, you got it. And the same thing for like Twitter and Facebook and that stuff. Um. Uh, do you have any show, road shows coming up? In like, when does this come out? Not this Monday. Maybe the Monday after. Maybe a few weeks. May I'm in. I'm at Magooby's Joke House in Baltimore. Man, I've heard that's really good. And I want to go there. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, oh, I got a funny. I got a funny Magooby story. Really? I was there a few years ago opening for Gary Goldman, and uh, oh, this terrible uh, Andrew, the owner, is such a nice guy, and his father just passed away. Oh no! And yeah, so the whole club, like, he's a mess, and I felt like horrible for him. But he gets on the speaker for the late show. And he's like, it's like the rowdiest shit. 
they're, they're, they won't settle down. He's like, he's trying to bring the host to the stage. He's like, guys, please quiet down. We're trying to start the show here. Yeah. Uh, guys, please quiet down. Uh, and they just keep yelling. He's like, please quiet. Uh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He goes, I'm sorry. My dad died. Come into the stage. <laughs> so he starts the show. <laughs> and, uh, that was brutal. Uh, but I'll be there, I think, May 20th to 22nd. It's whatever that Thursday the, to Saturday is in the next week. I'm at next week, and I think it's Thursday through Sunday, May 28th through 31st. I'm at Stand Up Scottsdale. And then oh, I'm doing cool. I'm doing my CD at the Village Underground on June 2nd. Oh, really? Yeah. So you definitely want people to see that. That's in yeah, New York. coming to that one. That's a big one. That's New York, Taylor, right? West Village. It's free. It's, the show is going to be free. Uh, I think you can make reservations at the club. You think it's a bad idea? I think it's a bad idea. So maybe I should not make it free. I think you should make it a five dollar show. Five dollars? Yeah, nothing much, but enough that they'll and they're invested in it and they don't feel like a oh, free show. Why am I going to this? Maybe I mean, you want to fill up two shows, right? Yeah. Go on people's podcasts. Have people tweet. There for is you a two stuff. drink minimum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's expected when you're going out. Okay. I'd make it five bucks. All right. I might change it. I mean, not even to put money in your pocket. I mean, to put the audience in a place of we paid for this. Okay, maybe I will do that. Also, and whoever got free uh, tickets already, fuck it. They got free tickets. Yeah, like, that's, I think, 7.30 and 9.45 shows. At Village Underground, June what? June 2nd, okay. Tuesday. I mean, I'll tweet for you when it comes time. Really? Like the week of, to be like, go to the show. Uh, that'd be really cool. You know? Oh, maybe I should just, maybe I should do a $5. I'll, I'll talk to them. And then you could pay for your fucking editing for that, too. Yeah. With that money. True. That's true. But really, to me, I mean, I had this in Sacramento once. Where I had this joke. I have the thing I'm working on for like really bad hecklers. Just like a, a direction to go. Anyway, I started to get into it. I was like, okay, you, this is crazy heck. Like, how much, how much did you pay for these tickets? And she, which I wasn't expecting, she goes, free, like throwing it in my face. I didn't pay anything for it. And then I just turned to the manager in the back and see him back there. I'm like, do you see a problem with this? <laughs> she's the problem. And you gave her a ticket. Yeah. She wasn't even going to come. You, you gave her a ticket to come in for free. Somehow, somewhere, off a radio set, something. Yeah. And she's an, she's an issue. Yeah. I don't know. When you pay, it's just not as bad. I think you're right. And I don't know who's going to bitch about five bucks. I think they're more likely to actually come when they make the reservation if they've spent five bucks. That's a good, it's a good move. Okay. I'm going to, I'm, I'll be at the seller tonight. So I'll bring it up to Mike, the door guy. Yeah. Or not the, he's not the door guy. He He'll probably want to be like, mm, it's more work. Don't do it. But it's like, okay, but it's your job. So do a little more work and just yeah, make it five dollars. I, I think it's, th- yeah, fill that shit up. That place is a road room and it's full. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that room. So, Magoobies, what was the second one? Stand Up Scottsdale. Stand Up Scottsdale, but look at sammoral.com. All the tickets will be there. Yeah, I'll M-O-R-R-I-L. set it up. <laughs> I'll, set it up. It. I'll work should on always it. have that on there. Um, all right, buddy. What would you give uh, out of 10? What would you give Whiplash? I'm not good at this. Because, Me neither. You, know, they, they, you thought that movie was better than that movie? I like, know. no. Just... I just say it's. I think it's great, and, and I'd say it's probably one of... Uh, what else was Worth nominated? watching. I'm trying to think what else was nominated last year. What was like the best movie? Birdland? Uh yeah, Birdman was amazing. What American else? Sniper was like I didn't see that. that. What else? You know, um, there was uh, another really good one. The one they did over twenty five year period. You know, wherever I grew up, about a boy maybe. I didn't see that. Me one. neither. But that's another one. I'm like interesting idea. Yeah, like a movie of twenty years. I Imitation like that. Game was good. I think this is better. I'm don't compare. Don't compare. Let's not even compare. Just I, like it was really good. I prefer. I preferred this. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, it was just so good. But really, turn your phone off. Get lost in the music when you're watching it. Like you have to. Nine point three. Eh, don't even worry about it. I shouldn't even ask. I shouldn't even I ask know. for a rating. It's great. It's it was great. Nine point like, five, awesome. maybe. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I'm scared to give anything a ten because then you can't. You, you can't, can't give tens. But That's I give. A, I threw out fives on Netflix like crazy. 
Well, because four is like a B minus. Yeah. That's yeah, not why, fair why either. Fives, yeah. like that's closer to five than it is a four. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I give it a, I give it, if this is on Netflix, I give it a five, I would say, definitely. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, people should see it. Yeah. Absolutely. Easy call. You yeah. guys should see this. So that's, yeah, that should be the rating scale. Yeah, I give it five. Well, I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad you made me go see it again. I'm glad I can't you brought it up. Tears again. I'm glad you brought it up. I was happy. I was happy we went to see it. I know. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me, dude. You're welcome. So, yeah, that was fun. This is a spoiler alert episode two. There it is. Spoiler alert number two. Skeptic Tank 117. Whiplash. Christian Morales in the books. You guys go visit my Amazon link on rethegreat.com. Any seriously, anytime you shop on Amazon, just go to rethegreat.com first. And then click on that Amazon link. And then do your regular shopping. It takes you to Amazon. And then cash back goes to me in this podcast. It would really help. I uploaded fucking three ahead of time. I'm right now. I mean, this is in the past, but right now, I am fucking leaving from my airport in four hours. I'm trying to, to go to Atlanta and then Thailand. I'm not bringing my computer with me. I'm trying to get all this done so I can fucking put them out every week. Go to my goddamn Amazon link and use me for your shopping shit. Come on. I haven't had a sponsor. I've had, like, one sponsor in the last year. Bookmark it. Go to, Am- go to fucking... Aryathegreat.com and then bookmark it and then mark that Amazon so that every time you click on Amazon right from your bookmarks, boom. Takes you right there. To my thank, click, all right, whatever. Um, anyway, interesting discussion about this afterwards. I was talking to this girl, Anya, and we were talking about whiplash. And her father was a jazz musician. She said the dude hated it because it wasn't realistic enough to jazz. Which I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. That didn't even enter my mind thinking about this. It's so weird. And I wonder, it's like when I saw the movie Punchline or, I don't know, or fucking Funny People. I never saw Funny People. But like... And I didn't see it because I was afraid it would make me mad. Because in Punchline, they had these like lockers. All the comics had these lockers that they put their shit in when they got to the comedy club. And it's like, we don't have lockers. But meanwhile, like no one else would give a shit about that. They're like, oh, I guess they put their stuff in the lockers. There's nothing to do with the plot or the love story. There's nothing to do with it. They wouldn't have lockers. Okay, who cares, man? That doesn't matter. That's when you see those NASA movies and... and, and What's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson is like, you know, the, the doorknobs would open up instead of down. That's just how they are. All right, bro. That, but that doesn't matter. They got lost in space. That's what matters. Fucking lost in space part. Yeah. And then I bet when people saw Black Swan, fucking ballet people must have hated it. I bet. I bet. Um, all right, you guys, that's it. I'll be in Bonnaroo June and I'll be the DC improv in July. And then I start going on the road nonstop. 
I'll give you updates later. So to take us out, I found a Buddy Rich clip. Buddy Rich, if you saw Whiplash, was the guy he fucking emulated. He put his poster up and stuff. So here, you guys, is this Buddy Rich solo that is fucking out of this world. God damn, this brought me to tears. This brought me to tears. Well, not full tears, but I mean like welled up in my eyes. I'll put a link to it on the website, which I also uploaded ahead of time before I left, which is another reason I'm still up. Should be asleep right now. All right. You guys, enjoy. Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich. 